and welcome back to the Watchtower Podcast, the new podcast brought to you by Tower Productions, this Towercast Network, um, where we talk about films, we review them, we talk about our favorite films, and in this spooky season, we have a very special film, but before I present the film, I want to present the people that are in the room with me, my co-host, John Ericastro, aka Jackie Moon. How you guys doing? It's win, but not by too much. That's about <laughs> I just gotta say, man, that's not too good. <laughs> <laughs> what did you break? PlayStation <laughs> Five. I hope you guys are watching this on YouTube, by the way. Otherwise, it won't make sense. But we also have Mr. Christian Yokomoto Medina, my other co-host. Oh, why, hello there, fellows and fellettes. Hey, there you go. Thank you. Thank hey. you for putting that in there. Um, we also have Mr. Michael Delao, our trusty producer director, who's making sure we're sounding good all in the background right there. <laughs> and last but not least, we have a very special guest who you may have heard on the last episode of when he did Drag Me to Hell, which I'm sorry I missed, but it was a great conversation. And Delao watched the right film this time, so from what I understand. <laughs> but we also But we also have Eric Sanchez. Yeah. So he's, he's basically like the the him and Yokomoto are are the horror aficionados of Tower Productions because they're not only do they make horror films but they're experts on horror films and horror. And history. today they're put to the test. They're like the <laughs> they're like the Eli Roths of Tower Productions only because they like know horror history very well and stuff like that. So you guys like uh, Eli Roth? That badge of honor. Well, Eli Roth is like under underestimated in horror, dude. Yeah, like not no, like yeah, he, he knows he his horror stuff. Like he knows his horror. Yeah, he stuff. does. He has a but sounds pretty good, dude. He has a show. He has a show called Eli Eli Roth's Horror History or something like that, and he like he's breaking it down pretty much. Yeah, he's very like I guess uh, he has a lot of knowledge in the exploitation films, grindhouse, and the cannibal films that were coming out at the time. Well, I mean, cannibal film as a tribute. Three films, like top of. I mean, apart from being oh, a, the, the bear Jew, he also did. Um, he also, he, apart from being the bear Jew on Tarantino's yeah. uh, Inglorious Bastards, he he's a very very brilliant director, man. He's he's really good. Yeah, he made a what hostel, the hostel. Uh, yeah, oh, hostel, that's right. Hostel. Uh, he yeah. made the Inferno. Brought the whole torture genre. He did it. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sock. Which one came out first? Saw or I think he, Saw might have come out first. It was a one-two punch, but yeah, it was Hustle True. first, and then Saw like the. Year oh after. really? Okay. Yeah, yeah they came directed, around the same time. They came out around that time. Of he the directed a. Or he directed a sequence in Death Proof, or or no, he started yeah, yeah. Death Proof, but he, he did. did he, Grindhouse. And he directed a sequence for Grindhouse or a commercial or something like yeah, that. He, yeah. he, he directed Thanksgiving. 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 Yeah, yeah it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it was so cool when I watched that. Uh, the I mean, feature. he he did the Green Inferno, Death Wish. Um, he did both of the Hostels. Cabin Fever was his one, one of his first ones. Oh yeah, one knock, of his knock. first. Uh, I recently saw The House with a Clock in Its Walls. We're doing a horror anthology right now, and I really got inspired through that film because it's like a haunted mansion esque type of deal. Ooh, it's like a kid. It's like a kids horror film basically, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's the it was pretty good. It was, it was directed very well, and that was Eli Roth. He directed that. <laughs> Eli Roth directed it. Yeah, yeah, it came out in 2018, uh, starring wow. Jack Black and Kate yeah. Blanchett. Yeah, it's yeah. so bizarre. Oh, the one? guy who made a movie about cannibals in eating people and shit. Yeah, like he, he like makes a, a, the house a fantasy the... kid movie. Well, I mean, like, yeah. like Jack Black, like he, hey man, like, money, stuff. Money, money talks, baby. Money <laughs> talks. What's well, hey, like, he... like Tim Burton making the Christmas one, was uh... coming? <laughs> 
<laughs> Christmas was coming. <laughs> yeah, no, but Eli Roth is good, man. Like, apart from being a pretty good actor, he stars in Tarantino stuff all the yeah, time. Yeah, he's genuine. That's what I, I yeah. feel like about him. Like, he's just genuine. He's, he's not trying too hard. Yeah, he's... Uh, yeah. He doesn't he care to... for, like, big, overproduced Hollywood Sometimes films. he does come out kind of douchey, but if you take that out of him... Um, like he's actually like really knowledgeable and stuff like yeah. that. He's uh he's part of the of the group of filmmakers. They they like I guess like a group of um of journalists. They dubbed them the Splat Pack. Yeah, the Splat Pack. The Splat Pack. <laughs> so it's like Eli Roth, Robert Rodriguez, James Wan, Rob Zombie, Neil Marshall, like that all these. Early oh, the newer wow, horror directors, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So that's kind of they throw them in that category. But we're not talking about Eli Roth today. Today we're talking about uh, one of the one of the best filmmakers in, in in history. And I don't I don't mean just horror history. I mean cinema history. I mean Hollywood yeah. history. Um, he's very underrated. He's very much in the indie mentality. And we're talking about John Carpenter. Uh, we're yeah. talking more specifically. We're talking about 1978's Halloween, starring Donald Pleasance, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tony Moran. I mean the list goes on and on it's where we first encounter michael myers or the shape as as many uh know that's 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 his name he's not even yeah that's the shape. The <laughs> or the boogeyman or the boogeyman a lot of people yeah, refer the boogeyman to him as boogeyman. was also thrown there but um i think this is a very special film man primarily to us as indie filmmakers i mean john carpenter is very much the definition of indie i mean mm-hmm. to, to especially when he began um i was watching an interview recently he did if you guys haven't seen the director's chair with robert rodriguez he interviews a bunch of famous directors um in the pilot he interviewed john carpenter and he was just talking to him about how as an indie filmmaker he inspired him um and and john carpenter was of the note like john carpenter was in the school where he got to see guys like orson wells like live like talk about film and he was inspired by orson wells uh roger corman like he was inspired by that group of filmmakers and um he says that go to college did he go to he went to i think he went to usc let me double check that he's from new york yeah he went to usc he went to usc but he dropped out (laughs) he dropped why why would you consider him an indie filmmaker because Uh, halloween halloween in and of itself is that a myth no so here's the cool thing about Halloween. Halloween was 1978, of course. It was co-written with uh, Deborah Hill, and yeah. she's kind of been involved co-creating with every, this, like, this whole. Yeah. Yeah. This film was made on the three hundred thousand dollar budget. Three hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Okay. Yeah, three hundred thousand between. I mean, four hundred or something. And uh, three hundred and three hundred twenty-five thousand. That's what I'm reading here. But the 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 crazy thing about it is. Um, it made sixty to seventy million dollars at the box office. It, it was, was a, the it most was, successful independent movie of that year. Independent. Part, here, here's the, here's the thing, Castro. Independent is defined as when you're not backed as a, by a studio. So they did get funding, but yeah. they did they were never backed by. Universal picked up the film later. Like that was yeah. that was they bought the yeah, rights I mean, later. They subbed all those bucks <laughs> <laughs> and and you know think about the mask alone the mask alone if you guys know how it came about the mask alone was a william shatner mask outstretched stretched out oh, yeah, stretched out and bleached the hair bleached and, bleached. and uh, the, but that those were the type of concessions they were making so that they could stay within this budget right um i thought you <laughs> would consider the an indie filmmaker because it was supposedly made in 20 or 23 days uh, i think the days you're right the days correlate with the budget but i mean you're talking they had to about- rush out the film for yeah, Halloween because so- they were filming it in summer. Yeah, that's true. They had and to paint the leaves. So they had stuff. to disguise the whole area as if it was fall. They, all those leaves that were dropping and 
They had to pick them up again and put them in bags. Yeah. Was that supposed so they could like include it like when Halloween? Yeah, yes. The movie's yeah, called yeah, Halloween. Of course, and you want it out by October. It's supposed to be in somewhere in the Midwest area, but it was actually mm-hmm. filmed in LA. Yeah, you could see some palm trees. Was it filmed in LA? I mean, yeah. yeah uh, or uh, it was in California. I don't remember if it was actually in LA or not. Yeah, it was one of the suburbs. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a suburb area. It's like those houses look real nice. Like the. It really like captivates fall first, and it wasn't even fall like in the in the movie. In <laughs> no, the, definitely not. But you know that's the beauty of it is like when it comes to like the 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 actual making of the film, um, you see Carpenter. Car, Carp. This wasn't his first film, by the way. He had done oh, a, no, assault, I, assault on Precinct Thirteen, which was one of his biggest. Um, perfect movie. And um, it, it's one of his most like. It looks. That's the cool thing about Carpenter. It looks big budget, and yeah. it's not. Assault on yeah. Precinct Thirteenth looks big budget, and it's it's really not. <laughs> um, Real good movie too. Well, that's why he's an indie darling type of thing because he he basically every movie that he makes he doesn't really make it in the studio system. Right. But he what makes it so good with him is that he knows how to make it how look to make expensive. It like, you know, yeah, expensive. How to make it and, look expensive? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, it, it, not only that, but look, think about this particular screenplay. According to to John Harbinger. It took 10 days to write the screenplay. 10 days. 10 Those days. Are all myths. Do you think that's like, true? No, yeah. I mean, this is. Oh, yeah, direct, definitely. No, I would believe myth. it because, like, I think at the time he was kind of broke, or or I'm, I'm probably reading a different part of his life. But, uh, well, he needed to make movies. And, well, Halloween, he wrote it, like, quick. Like, it didn't take days. too long. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. I, I don't know how, how many days, but it took him pretty quick. Like, and I also heard that he also did the score in, like, three days. Yeah, he did the I score mean, too. That's another legendary multi- thing. Is yeah, that's that. just talent. So cool. like, Here's when epic. when he was talking to Rodriguez, he was mentioning that that he came from USC. He was able to see all these great filmmakers, and and Rodriguez straight up asked him like, "Well, did you, were they telling you? Chances are, most of you are not going to get jobs in Hollywood, or were they giving you like hopes?" And he was like, "Well, you know what? It, they they were giving us hopes. He's like, but it didn't really matter to me because when you go into USC." you learn everything you learn camera you learn sound you learn editing you learn music you learn everything and he's like i knew i could do it like because i knew i i knew all the sections he's like the only thing i don't like doing is sound he's like i hate doing sound i leave that to somebody else he's like but i learned everything on the job and and because of that i learned how to be an indie filmmaker i learned to do it myself yeah, yeah. and and that's the kind of the school of thought is like well i learned every job think about who he's talking to he's talking to rodriguez rodriguez is I'm gonna go do it myself. I know how to do every yeah. job. I know how to. And basically, light, he, you know? he always always had that inspiration from John Carpenter. Yeah, it, and multiple times he references John Carpenter as his inspiration as his directing style. Yeah, yeah. And you know, a lot of people don't know this, but um, he 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 went on to to win an Academy Award for a short film like in 1970, like before his career even kicked off, like. Wow. He got what we know now as like a student Academy Award. Yeah, this yeah. is the Academy, the Academy of Motion Pictures for a film called uh, The Resurrection of Bronco Billy. Um, and he, he won a fil- he Still won titled. an Oscar. He won an Oscar before he even started making features. Like how impressive is that? Tells you something right off the bat, you know. Um, he went, he, w- he was cool, man, because 1969 is the year that he was at USC. That's the year that I wish I could live in, man. Like that's, <laughs> if I could... If I could go back in time yeah. and and live in one year in one era, it'd be that, and it would also be because that's part of the Brat Pack, the the movie 
the movie bat, brat pack right this this the film school brats right as we know coppola spielberg lucas scorsese de palma so he was there in oh, the man. midst of it but he didn't belong to their i mean to he went to circle, usc yeah. george, george lucas went to usc he's very him and, and coppola and um he didn't hang out with those guys he kind of did the indie thing and went his own route yeah he, he, he was doing know? his own thing oddly yeah. enough like because he's he's not much older than lucas or no he's right on the Spielberg. same he's like right there but it's so bizarre how he just went to do his own thing <clears throat> yeah yeah i mean student films he did a, this was uh in fact um he worked with a guy named uh dan o'bannon who went to he wrote alien in case you guys um recommend oh, yeah. wrote it. and yeah, yeah. um little known film not only yeah little known indie you know but he went on to write alien and a bunch of other films but he was also uh like the special effects director one of the special effects directors for star wars oh shit! Um, so he was early in the yeah so that this dan o'bannon guy he was a science fiction guy um and when carpenter did his first major directorial debut which is a film called dark star he worked with o'bannon and kind of that's how they got into that world a little more um Mm -hmm. but but carpenter i mean he's always received praise for being able to make low budget films that make a lot of money that's his so i gotta ask you so what happened with the whole series why did he stop you know directing them well i mean halloween has a complicated history but i'll I'll let eric get into that i'll let eric yeah Yeah, so look like every fucking like every fucking horror film like there's tons of sequels for some reason like they make money honestly because they make money that's what it is and the original plan with carpenter was just to end it there with the first halloween but he was pushed to for a sequel so fine he said all right let's do a sequel so he wrote the sequel actually because the because i believe like in the first one they never say he was she was like the sister right or something no they never do it was that much of a story that's that comes into play in the second one the second one until the end yeah until the very end yeah Here's the here's the thing. Um, the film uh, as an indie, right? It, the equivalent in today and like, or well, let me put it in in the early two thousands, two thousand eight. The 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 equivalent of making forty seven million dollars at the box office today would be one hundred and fifty million, yeah. right? Damn. So this was a blockbuster by by definition. This was before Star Wars, or, or right on the yeah, it, Star Wars, right after Star Wars, right? So. The blockbuster like that one, Jaws, they were already created. They were they had already come into fruition. And Halloween was at the time, like Yokomoto said, the most successful indie picture. Uh, yeah. Spielberg Spielberg had a deal with with Universal. Lucas had a deal with Coppola's company with with uh, Zoetrope, and so they they had a studio backing them. You know, that's that's yeah. kind of the big deal with with. And Halloween is on location too. Like most of it was just shot. Well, I think everything. Even on the budgetary purpose, from what I understand, the reason they decided the the whole story takes place in one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one day well, for budgetary. One purposes. night, I guess. The beginning, but yeah. and then yeah, for budgetary purposes. That's the only reason they rewrote the script to make it on one day for budget mm-hmm. reasons. So yeah, uh, that's it's crazy because uh, John Carpenter was pushed to do a sequel, but he didn't direct it. He only wrote it and produced the sequel. Oh, and it was okay. a pretty decent ending. It's just it ends right there and then like, he fucking dies. He burns to death with uh, Don and Pleasant's character. But yeah, because no. you know I, I'm I'm in the like in the middle, man. I think I like the second one more than the first one. Really, the first oh, one's he just wrote the original. It. Just, I like the I, love, I love the original more. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing. Here's a, like, here's a little thing. Uh, is that the original idea with the with what they wanted to do with Halloween, him and Deborah Hill, was that it was supposed to be like uh, an anthology type of thing. 
Yeah. Every other year, they'll put up another movie with a Halloween Halloween title. banner. Oh, okay. yeah, and it will be like a, a whole different thing. But just I mean, this in Halloween. To, to add to, to add to your point, Yokomoto, this this particular script, the original title was called "The Babysit Murders." The Babysitter Murders. Yeah, the Babysitter Murders. Mu- yeah. <laughs> I mean, so bizarre. I mean, that but that sounds like an anthology like episode. Right, and mm-hmm. then Halloween presents the Babysitter Murders. Yeah, oh, like, okay. I can see it like that. That's how it's supposed to be. But, but uh, it didn't start being like yeah. that until the third movie. They said, yeah, let's do something totally different with the third uh, one. Like, let's ignore Michael Myers. And that was, now that I know this, I kind of like that idea more. Because, no. like, dude, the sequels are shit. Like, they're, I just saw four and five recently. And, it's just oh trying my God. to, like, find out the what wind? can we do with this same Get character and the same I mean, thing. Like, just and it's make not him like, Yeah. Yeah. And then Season of the Witch, the Halloween 3, it's not a bad movie if you just ignore the title Halloween on it. Like, is that the problem? It's, 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 it's something else then, damn it. By the, the way, problem was that they made the second one. And that, that's what <laughs> screwed the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I remember they, I rented it in Blackpost. If they so hadn't made the second one, it could have just gone that route, I think. Yeah. By the way, I think, I think we're going to be talking about John Carpenter a whole lot on this podcast because... I mean, a lot of people don't know his filmography. They know John Carpenter as Halloween. They don't know that he made The Fog, Escape from New York, The The Thing, Thing. Christine, Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble in Little China. uh, You know, (laughs) Escape from L.A. Such an awesome movie. But they're all like... But yeah, it was typical it was cult classics, man. They usually bomb, but then what? Like what? What baffles me about Carpenter is that he was inspired by films like Chinatown. You know, yeah. like that's yeah. that's he's gone on record to say like Roger Corman films, Roman Polanski films, like that's and you see that you see that, Yo. but in, in his own style, in his own style, and I think Carpenter's underrated in terms of like the fact that he he did all these amazing, uh, amazing films. I mean, um, Christine is is also one that I think Columbia Pictures like yeah. a lot of people don't pay attention to, and he did that. Um, he obviously liked working with. Um, with uh what's his face uh, kurt, kurt russell, russell. but um i think we're gonna be talking about him a lot on this podcast man i think there's other films eric forced us to watch the thing um last uh, year yeah. two years which ago. one which one the, the original the original oh, okay yeah well it's not the original well it's, yeah it's you're remake. right you're right you're right the remake of the which, john carpenter remake which the thing comes out in halloween actually they're watching that movie yeah they're watching the original of the thing yeah <laughs> which yeah. uh carpenter did again right yeah, he remade yeah. that movie. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it was just like three years. Three years later, he made. He made yeah. the remake. Did he know? It was just. Per- it's just perfect. Oh, well, really? I mean, he included Maybe it in the movie. It was already he like lo- he loves the thing. The schedule. Yeah, it's a little nod. The thing from another world. Here's one thing that I didn't know, and I just found out. They used three actors to play Michael Myers. Uh, I think there was multiple ones. It's not sure how many. Well, yeah. But- well, they say three on this one that it was an old friend of Carpenter's. That's and right. some guy that was in the production mm-hmm. team and whenever the other guy was in there he would step in and then the third one was the last one that they used when they at the end of the film when you see him think about think about indie you know talk about indie like yeah. talk about just hey let me get a guy from the crew to fill in because exactly. this guy can't make it today i mean look jamie lee curtis this was she was this made her career i mean this really yes. kick, oh, yeah. kick started her career um, and she since has been living off of the Halloween kind of bubble for, for I mean, like, even in recent, the, the last film, the last, the, the, the one that was co-written by, uh, this comedy guy, what's his name? Uh, uh Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, 
uh, Danny McBride. He Danny, Danny McBride, McBride co-wrote yeah. the new Halloween. Like, how awesome is that? And it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed like, it. That was. I enjoyed it. I mean, hey. It is what it is. Like, you're you're gonna get what's gonna. What are you gonna get? Michael Myers killing fuckers. I mean, David Gordon Green, dude. David Gordon Green's a good director, man. Whether whether people oh, see no, that. Wait, or wait, not, wait, wait. But why did we skip the whole Rob Zombie ones though? I, I, Those were not bad. The Rob Zombie one is my, no man. I'm sorry, but I I actually favor the first one, not the second Talk one. The first about one. When they give you too much information. Like, no, no, but like, I love I love the backstory of Michael Myers as a kid and how he was a demented fuck and he like oh, that, yeah. There's some certain elements that are pretty good, but the whole thing great. that the mom is a horse. Come on. Oh, that's oh, the second one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I didn't care. I didn't care for the second one, but the first one, like the the whole backstory of Michael Myers, man, I love exposition. Yeah, and I like I the, love, the opening scene. I love backstory, which is why, like, you know, origin stories to me, like, you have me sold. And so the or- like a Rob Zombie's version of Halloween. The mystery is the beauty. Like the whole the mask thing, dude. The, when the kid is in juvie, like making all the different masks, that just got me, dude. Yeah, I thought that was cool. so great. Like, yeah, it's because the thing just... with Rob Zombie's version, he he just did his own version. It's like he into a Halloween yeah. film. Yeah, Carpenter so, wasn't which, a big fan of Which I was going to take it. I was like, yeah, after Curse of Michael Myers and Five and Four. <laughs> the failed yes, cult. I'll do it. I'll Come on, H- H2O, dude. Come on. I, mean, I like that one. No, H2O was slightly better like than Four, Five, and Six. Pretty cool. I'll tell you that. At least you get to see Jamie Lee, Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis come back and kick his ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. but wasn't yeah. she playing a completely different character at that point or no. some shit? That was it's because they ignored all the sequels again. Yeah, yeah that, that's H2O. what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like but the resurrection though, that was pretty cool. Put some cameras inside the house. And he's, I mean, it's kind of cheesy. It's very outdated, like shit from H two O. It's outdated nineties you know stuff. What's interesting What's about brand, you know? about Halloween as a as a I guess as a franchise. It's it's picked up at Universal, distributed at Universal in a lot of the different ways, but. Um, recently Blumhouse bought the rights yeah dude. that's man. genius man like Blumhouse for Blumhouse to have right the rights now? of Halloween Blumhouse is the king of horror right now I yeah, mean Jason yeah. Blum as a producer is just he's the king of horror yeah, are they associated with Jordan Peele or something or is just yeah yeah they uh, they have a deal um, they have a deal well Get Out was released distributed by Universal so I think no, but like is it was with them and yeah, it was Blumhouse. Yeah, like and, their, that's um, their main distributor, right? Us too. Us was was under uh, the, us was also with the, the Blumhouse yeah. banner. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, Bl- Blumhouse Peele. did the new. They did the new Twilight Zone too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. Like watching. Uh, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. Yeah, so one, I'm just saying, man. Like Blumhouse for yeah, Blumhouse to have the right. It's in a good spot. Like Halloween right now. It's a, but I think they just they really need to end it by the second the two other sequels are gonna come out. Yeah, so that's what there's, I a, there's, ask there's a Halloween Kills coming out October fifteenth, twenty twenty one, and Halloween ends twenty 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 two. I still hate. No, that I think they changed it. They delayed it. Again. That's probably a working title. I mean. But I gotta no, ask Halloween, Halloween ends. Halloween that's kills? not a bad title. I've that's never seen Halloween a movie kills. that says ends. Halloween no, kills. I, I mean, if they put ends and then you know after a few years they're gonna <laughs> want to bring it back <laughs> up again. So and it's like, Maybe 20 it's just years gonna be now. Halloween ends and then like a question mark at the end, like at the very end of the film. Ends? <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Oh, Halloween happens every year, buddy. <laughs> it's no, so it's weird how I don't want of... sequels for Halloween for some reason, but I all, I want sequels for Friday Thirteen. It's bizarre because well, I, I would just like, wish they could give him a rest. You know what, I, Myers, you know? Eric, let's talk about that because I think I think with all due respect, people um, people don't realize that they're 
they're completely different films in the style of, under the horror oh, yeah. banner you have slasher you have kind of a mythological you have psychological you have i mean there's a ton of yeah, sub genres yeah. and and jason and the friday the 13th series is completely slasher yeah, um, it's over it, the top. Yeah. It's slasher, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what it is, and that's what it's trying. And for. Michael Myers tries to be. Uh, I mean, you know, Halloween's franchise. It's atmosphere to me. It's atmosphere. It's more. It's kind of like Jaws. Like yeah. you, the minute, the it, minute you, it literally yeah. is Jaws on land. Yeah, <laughs> it is kind of scary. Like in the first one, I saw it twice, that's so I had I had to see it in VHS for nostalgic um, feelings. <laughs> because you could hardly see his face when he takes off the mask, so it make it kind of yeah, plays. But with that's that. cool. And then I saw it on the Blu-ray version, which just looks perfect. Obviously. And then you could clearly see his face when he takes off his mask. Yeah, you could do that as a kid. That always I just enjoy me. it, like the atmosphere, the the feeling of Halloween. It's and Halloween. I know we've already talked about the score, but the score has a lot to do oh, with. Oh yeah, the I mean the score. score is beautiful. Um, I was reading something that that Carpenter created. Back. Carpenter <laughs> created what was. <laughs> Sorry. The dead when he's like stalking the well he created he created this thing called the fear meter and and basically in all the halloween the halloween films or at least when you when you see jamie lee curtis when you hear the score combined with jamie lee curtis's facial like her reactions Uh um depending on how scared she looks on her face that's how much danger there is in the room yeah and it's called a fear meter like he called it the fear meter bit but it has to do with the music and with her facial expressions and you can kind of tell yeah. if if something's it's gonna a, happen or not dude jamie lee curtis was perfect for this role oh yeah it's she a very beautiful crafted scene. movie that's what it is it's just crafted perfectly i think exactly dude and then 20 days i, I can't believe that dude <laughs> hey we should it adds to the we what? shot our film in 21 in 48 so. hours <laughs> No, 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 I, I mean, get it, dude. It's just fuck, dude. Saw, Saw was also made like with the eighteen days. The first. Yeah. Well, that, that was it. Comes that from that school of thought. It comes from that school of thought. I mean, who was, is it? James Wan. James Wan, right? James Wan. James Wan and Lee Wan. From what I understand, James Wan was a college student and no budget again i think they made it on like ten thousand dollars or something like that some college they they met up in in college yeah and they decided you know what let's let's just do this yeah yeah that's so cool i really like like those first movies that that kick start a whole franchise i saw saw the whole career (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's always interesting yeah you know what I love about Halloween and and what I love about Friday the Thirteenth. What I everything with the exception of of of, of um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Robert England is obviously famous for playing Freddy Krueger, and mm-hmm. he 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 lives that persona. He breathes that persona. Like he really goes to comic cons, and he's still like riding the Freddy train. But for mass killers like jason like mike they're Marsh. played by different they're people. played nobody cares who's playing them is what it's the character it's the persona the character yeah i mean i know there's a whole controversy with jason but um i remember with uh, michael myers for rob zombie they got like a six seven guy isn't the rob zombie like doesn't he play him or something no uh and the rob one of the guys the one guy it's one yeah, of the guys from stupid tall guy. For this guy isn't, it, isn't it the guy that they used in like three from hell oh and, i made yeah. him <laughs> you met so. him in Comic Con here. I even had oh, a picture. Yeah. He was here. Yeah, because yeah, he has like crazy. a big beard and a, all the fucking hair. That's why I remember. I was like, dude, that guy was tall as hell. He came to Comic Con here. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, I met him in the original voice of Goku. And oh, Mario <laughs> Castaneda. Oh, not the Spanish guy. <laughs> no, not the Spanish guy. <laughs> oh, because he's a big fan. I know that would have so. been cooler. 
Este, but yeah, Michael Myers in the first one is played by multiple people, even a woman, I think, at one point. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, what yeah. By the way, what I, lo- what I also love about Rob Zombie's um, Halloween is that right Ma- Malcolm McDowell, dude. Oh, yeah, Malcolm McDowell, which is an asshole version of Donna Pierce. Uh, <laughs> Danny, Danny Trejo also <laughs> comes out. Yeah, it's a classic uh, zombie cast. Are you talking about Tyler Maine, Eric? Tyler Dang. Yeah, Tyler Maine. That's, he played Michael Myers in the Rob Zombie ones. Um, oh, yeah. Yo, go. Who's your favorite, man? Oh, what? Either Jason, <laughs> Freddy, or Michael. Oh, well, well we, got, we talk about oh, the, that's true, that's the true. power crowd. Yeah, we, we got to talk about that. As far as Halloween, guys, how, how do you guys feel... Um, how do you guys feel about the story structure? I think, I, look, I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't consider myself a horror aficionado in the, in the slightest. But when the horror film can tell a good story, I'm hooked, man. Like, I'm, I'm for sure. What I love know, about I mean, this one is that it doesn't give you a lot. I keep talking about mystery, which is beautiful. You don't know yeah. a lot about him, you know. I, mean, I, I don't love, I don't love the the early 2000s to mid 2000s take on horror films. I'm not a jump scare guy. I'm not a turn the corner and he's there guy. Those uh-huh. those films piss me off because they're just made for for well, the wow factor. But, I'll give you Resurrection. That one, yeah. Oh, I mean, God. they're there for the H two O was too Ryan's. cool. <laughs> they're there for the, you know what H two O. What I love about H two O, it feels like Scream, and it's of yeah. that nineties two thousands like feel. It's, a, it's outdated. Yeah, that's films true. From I just the like 90s. the performances, man. That's Sandra true. and I were watching um, Scream the other day, and I was telling her about Wes Craven, how Wes Craven kind of came in and and. Uh, really Scream is pretty solid still. Yeah, I think. yeah, it I is. I saw it recently it too. It's really good stuff. Yeah. It's it's good storytelling and like the, sh- the I guess the twist is pretty clever I think yeah, yeah it is sure. it is but and it's but, funny but, it has but like- it's it's overcasted by scary movie I mean yeah. it's it's oh, <laughs> it just God, is it, dude it is it had, <laughs> I was watching we were watching Scream with my mom and sister. Yeah, and then we're watching my mom's waiting ever. for the punchline the whole time she's waiting for the punchline yeah. i mean yeah. when did the funny start thing start happening mom this is not scary movies I, I was watching we were watching it and obviously courtney cox comes out and Slashing and uh, david arquette and i just remember thinking what the fuck is doofy doing in in this movie like <laughs> because <laughs> and it's not david doofy. arquette looks so much like yeah. the doofy character yeah. so and then i just they, thought what yeah and so they, they exaggerated in scary movie his stupidity in the in the screen movie slashing and bashing crashing and bashing. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the illest rap ever yo which by the way scary movie it's pretty fucking hilarious i, I love that movie yeah it is it is it's a great it's i mean look the the the, the wayne's brothers are geniuses when it comes to parody man like they, they kicked off yeah that's parody mm-hmm. they kicked off parody i mean don't be a menace in south central and the scary movies and white chicks and uh you know white chicks I'm but gonna write a letter. the Wayne brothers are actually underrated, man. They're they're actually pretty good with parody. But yeah, Scream. I was just talking about Wes Craven and and uh, I mean, obviously Wes Craven has his hand in Freddy and and especially mm-hmm. the newer ones or when when the he, the hills have eyes. Hills have eyes. So in the last so, house on the left. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. He made a lot of movies, man. Yeah, I my personal favorite of Wes Craven is is the uh, Freddy's New Nightmare, the 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 new one. The that was actually pretty scary. So. That was pretty creepy. I like the wait, movie. wait, wait. Which one? When like the kid is seeing him in the sky and shit. Oh wait, West Craven's Cra- new nightmare. West Craven's yeah. new nightmare. West That's Craven. what I said. Yeah, West Craven's. Yeah, new that nightmare. came out in '94. Yeah, dude, well, that one to me was good. like my favorite of. I recently saw it. It's it's fantastic. Like once yeah. he returned, he made that movie like with balls. Like it's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> Fuck's given. Because like the other ones are spoofs of fucking Freddy just fucking around with teenagers. Hey, this, this is our last Halloween episode, guys. So get it all in here. Get it all in while you can. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't like yeah, Michael Myers. Can make it to the next one. <laughs> 
Look, man, and he barely died five years movies. ago. Wes Craven, man. Wes Craven barely died last year, uh, 2015. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and his final film was Scream Four of all things, which is uh, it's pretty good for his last. I film, didn't care. Yeah. I, after the second Scream, was I was okay. like, whatever. Yeah, me too. I have all of them. I I, I have was, seen them all, and they're. Uh, they're solid. It's all right. It's better than it's it fun. deserved to be. Ain't got nothing on Halloween. It's though. better than I don't like, know. I it's... guess there are better sequels than fucking Halloween four what, or five. What's Kevin's new nightmare, man? Like it's man. it's considered a meta slasher film, which I think is is right on the nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just think for for Wes Craven was another one of those low budget big box office guys i mean he he mm-hmm. made them cheap and they got big returns and that's because of that that 1980s 19 late 1970s 1980s filmmaker horror filmmaker guys it's because of them that everybody now realizes there's a formula for horror and it makes money yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. because of them it really is because the, the old the old films be, be, before them you go into a little bit of hollywood history the universal monster pictures were were it i mean they yeah. there was the the, the school of the creature, the Black Lagoon, Dracula, Frankenstein. I mean, and those were the, the sequels of them. Like the those were the monster pictures, Son of Dracula. Yeah, um, well, I mean, uh, or like Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Like, would those films uh, just set up to be where there's like a monster or something central that attacks people, and that's where the scare comes from? Just thinking about something being there that's actively yeah. scaring the main yeah. characters. And the Invisible guess, Man. I mean, yeah, and then or they like just kind of Godzilla or King Kong. We're considered horror. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's true, though. Yeah. And, and I think huh? what's interesting is, like, anything that was even scarier than that, because you do get into these interesting horror pictures in the 60s, mid-60s, late-70s, or mid-60s, late-60s, uh, like like Roman Polanski's Rosemary's Baby. I mean, that film freaks the shit out of yeah. you. Dude. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's bad. That one, Carrie. Then there's a Carrie, Psycho. Yeah, Psycho. So Psycho. you get into this, this transitional period of great filmmakers like, Polanski, like Alfred Hitchcock, who were making these psychological, like disturbing films. Yeah, they were more sure, sure. on the suspense side. And then the, the, the 1980s, you get into you get into the the slasher era, right? You get into well, the yeah, slasher. the 70s, 80s. That's when you started getting into the slasher era. Yeah, that's the slasher. Yeah. Era, and yeah. which uh, Halloween was basically kind of like around the third like major like punch. That that created that helped create the whole slasher genre. I mean, I mean don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Defined, uh, the slasher like, genre. Don't get me wrong. Psycho Psycho was a hit. I mean, a blockbuster of a film. It was a big hit, but it was also backed by Universal, right? Mm-hmm. So you had but a studio it before behind or after. Before, before. And before. usually people yeah. think Halloween is the first slasher, but it's not really the first one. It's I think oh, yeah, a lot of it, it considered. Kind of like it. defined the yeah. genre. It defined, it defined the genre. Yeah. yeah. Because so what would you consider? Would you consider? Would you consider Psycho the first slasher? It's a it is considered a like, slasher, but uh, so right before this, right before Halloween, we had mm-hmm. a Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, when a stranger calls, if I'm correct, yeah, the original one, and there was another prom. Was it prom night? I don't prom remember. Night. No, I, didn't prom night come later? Uh, maybe. Later. Uh, there was another one, but I can't really remember right now which one it was. So those, yeah, like. It was kind of like a, a crescendo of movies that kind of. It was kind of. Uh, it was building up to terror Halloween. in suburbs. The yeah, terror in the suburbs. I, I know, and I know they're not they're not slasher films, but you could also consider in that same era, late sixties, early seventies, George Romero's work, and when he came in, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's obviously zombie based, and it's more. Um, well, yeah, the thing with George Romero's like dead movies, uh, those were zombie films. Like that's the first time you see zombies eating zombies. Like, flesh and decaying. And, I mean you know, stuff because- like Creep Show, which was in the '80s as well, and 
Um, There's an anthology of just different shit. Well, yeah. When we're talking about, like, I guess, like the um, what makes a slasher film good, and at least in that category of like horror and all that. Um, I was Perfect talking... example is just Halloween. Yeah, that's true. I was talking to like my girlfriend the other day because she's she really gotten into like uh, horror themes and uh, looking into the different tropes and all the things that you would see in other films like. Um, the I guess mysterious like creature like mass like the low the low the low blink 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 twice if you need help blink twice if, if yeah I know careful man <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you were saying you were saying <laughs> damn um, that like the last girl trope the um, the slasher that's the coming for you the final girl yeah all those are things that I guess you could say Halloween used and perfected where then now everybody else who's trying to make a horror film wants to at least have those key elements there you know yeah yeah it and worked look when when i say formula i don't mean to turn people off if you're a filmmaker and you're a film lover when you when i hear formulae formulaic when i hear that it turns me off naturally right but i don't mean it's i don't mean to mention that in halloween i mean it's not bad because like that's that's what it is what it is that's how it yeah. works it yeah. works yeah it works and that's what i'm trying to say is like in terms of blockbuster in terms of blockbuster horror films it works. I mean, you yeah. can't deny the fact that it works. With the whole thing with formula, the thing is, Halloween was basically is basically thanks to the fact that it was the first like we could say slasher uh, yeah. that was that hit so big. Is uh, that means that now everything after it kind of started trying to recreate what Halloween was doing. And that's that what I love. To up the game, like, that's what I love yeah. about the sixties, the the late sixties, sixty nine and seventy in particular, is that that those years served as a transitional period for for language. Um, so so you had films like Easy Rider, you had films like Rosemary's Baby, you had films these films like were cussing and using, you know, a bunch of, of language that either turned your film into an X rated film or they turned your film into a rated R picture, right? So Boobies. that gave that gave horror films horror filmmakers the liberty to say, well, you know what? I'm not losing any money to, on this. Yeah, it's to a low push budget the boundaries. Film yeah. To push the boundaries, exactly. Yeah, but the, I think the '70s was very experimental because in the '70s there's a uh, some pretty dark films like Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> I'm trying to think like yeah, because Texas Chainsaw that that was just it's gritty. I, like, I, mean, it I like that it's a true like story. Supposedly, I like those. Oh, yeah. And just like two years after after this, you get Friday the Thirteenth, the first one. Yeah, yeah. Which I, by the way, which saw. I saw. Yeah, I rewatched it recently. I, it was on cable, and I was seeing it. And I was comparing yeah, those girls are so dumb. You could which one I like because like a lot of people don't realize that in Friday the Thirteenth, the first one, you only see Jason for the last two minutes. <laughs> I mean, uh, coming oh, yeah. out of the fucking lake. But it's kind of out of the blue. Like he just yeah. drags her. <laughs> there was no purpose. That I was reading about the script for Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> and they were reworking it so much that there was no point. That Jason w- wasn't even thought of until, until they the shot that scene. Yeah, until they shot that scene, and they thought, oh, this is an interesting character. This is the guy we should be focusing on. Yeah, the whole, like, uh, the whole point. Of Friday the Thirteenth was that Jason's mom was getting revenge for the camp counselors who were having sex and not taking care of her son. That was the whole yeah. point of the film. That was the whole story. It had yeah. nothing to do with Jason. It had nothing to do with this character Jason that never even can't die. The mask. He's yeah. not stalking them and killing them. In fact, but, there's a whole theory that there's two theories about Jason that suppose there's well there's multiple theories, but primarily <laughs> it's the fact that the kid never drowned. He just became like a hermit. And like lived in the woods and just kind of spied and stalked the the camp counselors when they came back. And the other theory is that 
um he because you know in, in in every film jason's revived by a lightning bolt by a, a, a ritual his mom by, i mean not explained that all. by like, his mom it's yeah not. yeah it's not it's just <laughs> that up, he Jason. never dies it's the kid that's what that i never love dies. about friday 13 because like after i saw the first one at the original <laughs> and then i come i recently saw halloween i'm like oh yeah halloween's far superior like yeah, far yeah. superior even but, on well, the filmmaking then, front i just love that in the second one they never explain where or how the fuck did he come from how why is he an adult killing people yeah, and shit yeah. well, and that just no 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 but time passed because, time passed no, sure, but like, it doesn't make sense because like did he grow up when he was dead or like well that's why i'm saying that there's a lot of theories that he didn't even die like ridiculous. that and, and i love that he was they in just, the water they in the lake it, they don't by the way I, I love how i love how freddie versus jason depicts that whole flashback <laughs> Yeah. It's it's typical. If you know anything about slasher films, and Eric and, and Yokomoto, you guys confirm or deny this, but if you know anything about slasher films, I'm sorry to say this, but part of the formulaic thing that makes a slasher film a slasher film is sex and nudity. It's it, it, You have to have... <laughs> thank you. God, so you have to have sex and nudity in the film. The, Friday the 13th opens with a sex scene in a barn. That's yeah. how the film opens. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's just that type of thing. But, but anyways... We go back to... Um, the whole thing, the whole thing with the final girl thing and all that is that in the end, all the all the characters are there to kind of get killed because of their sin. So that's why. Yeah, oh, that's why I like because sex. like oh, these drugs. people have premarital sex, like you know, before marriage, and they fuck them. Like, drugs, they're, alcohol, they're, they're party, scumbags, kill them. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. It's huh. kind of like they're shitty people, or they're like, ugh, like who cares? Like, are we talking like, about? No one's uh, gonna miss them. Jason or Michael? Because Michael's kind of the same thing. Well, uh, the slasher, the slasher, and no, but you know what I find interesting about Michael? Michael's story. What? No, 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 no. Wait. What a lot of people think. You know why though? Believe it or not, it has to do with virginity i swear it has oh, to do no, with that for sure no no it has if you read theories well, about michael myers it has to do with with virginity and how that that because they're look a lot of people, like a lot of people don't analyze like the the michael story and this is why i say like if a if a horror film has a good story and you can kind of dig into it you got me right so the whole thing with michael myers number one it revolves around family right yeah well it revolves no. Well, it revolves around sister, it, 18 years. Because you never After know their the sister and brother one. at all, well, yeah. personally. Well, not in the first one, but then you get but, into but the whole... Yeah, yeah, now once it... Like, oh, yeah, the whole series, right? But but, when it, but, yeah. but but that's one thing. The other thing is... Do you um, want me to spoil Halloween 6 real quick for you? <laughs> Are we going to get six. into the whole cult part? <laughs> yeah, the, with the cult. Okay. Why there's a fucking cult out of nowhere. What are we talking uh, about? Of Michael Myers? Uh, yeah, Halloween oh, yeah. 6. Like, do you want me to explain oh, what's, ha- what happened what there? Yeah. What happens is that Michael Myers, oh, he, they forced him to rape his knees right. and then to kill the baby later on in the movie. Okay, it's, uh, it's Michael, stupid. you cut him off. <laughs> That's it's, 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 it's ridiculous because what? in Halloween 4, they kind of start off like after the third one but they can i mean the, the second ten one. years after they, yeah the 10 years one. after the second one they ignored that they burned to but death. i think that but i think the thorough line the thorough line of halloween yeah, I, I, the, the thorough line not the sequels and all the weird <laughs> shit that you get into the, the thorough line of it is the sister and the the yeah the, the youngest sister the whole protection thing the whole i'm gonna let her live the whole uh, because the whole the whole theory is that if one lifeline of michael myers is alive he's alive he can live on yeah that's the whole thing that's the whole like one of the theories is that if there's a lifeline some type of of 
of continuation of the lifeline of Michael Myers, he lives on. That's one of the theories, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like, family has a lot to do with it. And the fact that his sister and his mom, I think it's in Rob Zombies, if I'm not mistaken. Like, the sister was fucking the boyfriend and wasn't taking care of him and didn't give it give a shit, right? And then the mom wasn't around. And so that's why, like, he, he got this, like, rage in him. Like, they don't give a shit about me. I'm going to kill them. She's having sex. She's the impure thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I say, like, the virginity aspect is like, oh, no, if you're a virgin, you haven't been tainted by sex. Um, you're good in his eyes. Yeah, so, that's yeah. Michael from I think I've Zombies perverse version of Halloween. <laughs> it's an interesting <laughs> thing, man. It's I just, love the first one better, man, like compared to Zombies because the first yeah. one, he's just like a force of evil he's that just, just comes evil. to... Yeah. He's unexplained evil. evil. Just, Pure evil. Like, unexplained evil. I mean, he doesn't evil, kill kids in the that. first one. He bumps into one and he just lets him go. Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, like, well, I mean, he's not going to kill someone out in public like that, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Because he suddenly <laughs> knows how to drive. Uh, and like uh, uh, Donna Pleasance, like I, I just love how he like narrates so, who Michael Myers is. It's just yeah, yeah that's a cool. That's yeah, it. yeah. That is that. one of the big differences between the the that the first Halloween and the Rob Zombie Halloween. Oh yeah, the the whole uh, the exposition professor exposition. professor Loomis uh, monologue because well in the first oh, Halloween the... you get this monologue from him which yeah. I actually think that that's like one of the, the best monologues for it and it's all for budgetary purposes it. it's say don't show so that I don't have to shoot the scene right? <laughs> yeah but thanks to the acting it, it makes it really believable what he went through like yeah. because we don't know what the hell happened to 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 the kid in the in the loony house right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. sorry I, yeah like what happened between that <laughs> I mean frame. the yeah. realism I think cool, that right? I think that's really cool by the way the whole the, the way they approach that with Michael Myers especially in the near films um, yeah, I, I, I like I like the approach. I mean, look, I'm not a true crime type of guy. It's just not my thing. But the whole aspect, like when I grew up watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I every day or every year as a kid, I drive from Dallas to El Paso or El Paso to Dallas. So it was right there in between. Really? Right? So, yeah, that was the whole thing. Was like it's in that little pueblito right off. The, and if yeah, you get off, like, like shot the movie, kids push right? So so that whole aspect from what I, I I remember my brother giving me shit and telling me hey you know that he's arrested right you know like he's in jail in Houston oh my like, oh my the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like he's arrested he's a real guy and he's I, like, I heard so I, like, like the wife escaped or something like that I grew up thinking that so yeah, like yeah. like the true crime thing where they put the killers in jail like we talked about Silence of the Lambs right like we and they do that to Michael Myers they have him like constrained and they have them in yeah. some especially on the new one where you have to so like I think that's block. that's pretty cool man I mean that's that's part of the realism that they try to kind of yeah still sure. I guess yeah and so in this uh to kind of go back to what I was saying with the professor Loomis so he he the way he tells it uh, like you believe that he's just the incarnation of evil that no mm. matter how or oh, now I remember this him, yeah yeah uh, that no matter how hard he tried with him uh, he just get get through him, and all he saw was in his eyes this evil. That's interesting. Then, that's interesting. Yeah, and he never spoke a word like at all. Like, he, he never, never spoke, spoke a anything. word. And isn't that the, part of the? Isn't that part of the justification supposedly that Michael Myers? Um, I read a theory a while back about how Michael Myers is. Yes, he's the incarnation of evil, but he's also he kind of also serves as a grim reaper of types because he never spoke a word that could soil his pureness. You know, mm-hmm. so like because he never spoke a word that could that could you know a, a bad word or whatever, 
Uh, it could. It, he's pure, so he gets to be the deciding force of who lives and who dies because he's Damn, pure. That's, cool. that's a cool, like, so like look into the character. That's a very deep. I'm telling you, man, I yeah. get into that stuff. Like, Dude, if you're gonna give me a good horror the, character, yeah. I'm I guess because like I'm, I'm a horror. Like the way I like my killers is just art. He's just <laughs> evil. He's just a killer. Yeah, he's just evil. Fuck it. What about you? You're in the same room with him. You're fucked. Like, I'm sorry. One of the newer films where he's also like partially like a an upcoming artist by like carving out people's heads and turning them into jackal lanterns. Oh like, yeah, like, <laughs> that, I thought that was so cool. <laughs> like, because like they got a chance to get it gory. Like, fuck it, like, make it gory. <laughs> make it gory. All right. So, anything uh, else about? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say anything else about kind of like Halloween, guys. Like the, the 1978. Anything that you guys want to tackle? Yeah, um, just uh, um, that Laurie Strode is not a, a complete idiot in the movie, and I kind of like that. She's that's actually, a good point. That's a good point, Eric. That she's a badass who t- who battles like, the guy. She defends herself. Yeah, she yeah, takes yeah. Care of kids. Wait, what about like trapping yourself in a closet with like? Blinds? Well, I mean, yeah, I know, man. So many like, options. In the desperate moments, you know, like. I think no, Sa- Sa- Sandra and I, Sandra and I, Sandra and I were talking <laughs> about that. How like we're, we were watching <laughs> Scream, and how in Scream. The, the female characters aren't She's clever she's not stupid yeah they're not well, stupid but they have stupid moments like they they have yeah. like they have yeah, the girl situations afraid, yeah, afraid right but i was saying like halloween i put as an example like she's she's a badass who's really like combating this guy in every single one of the films especially in the new for the new halloween i enjoyed that part of it she's got her pump shotgun she's walking yeah, they, they turned yeah. her into sarah connor in that one. yeah she so turned into sarah connor <laughs> And, I mean, um, I think that's cool. That's a good aspect. Yeah, and yeah. I'd like to compare the victims to um, Jason, I guess, because in Jason, they're all complete idiots. Like yeah. everyone in that fucking movie is an idiot. The, the chick, the, the, the chick who jumps out of the fucking jeep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, I'm gonna get naked and take a shower. All right. Yeah. Like, like, that geez, easy. like those are like the like those people deserve to die. Like they do. Like, exactly. They have it coming. Like, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. I'm jacuzzi out here. Um, okay. Yokomoto, sorry, man. You were saying you were saying something about um, you. Had had a theory on your end right uh yeah um, well one, one interesting thing of watching the whole uh kind of halloween legacy as a whole mm-hmm. is that you kind of uh this you can uh, see exactly all the different eras that happens throughout horror in the slasher genre okay. yeah and because like in the in the first at least in the first three like you could still see like the whole like the birth of the slasher yeah um the whole stalker thing and and all yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. And then once you go to four, five, six, uh, which is more like towards the the, the uh, Thorn 80s, trilogy or whatever. 90s. Yeah, I mean, this- now that uh, Jason and Freddy has is kind of like in this big uh, in the zeitgeast already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it starts getting into that weird cult thing, that weird mystical <laughs> thing, and then you get the H two O and resurrection. Yeah, which is basically the scream era. Yeah, uh, the scream type of filmmaking, the kind of kind of uh, introspective of seeing how uh, horror movies. I call it. I call, I call that era the the days of our lives horror era because they feel so yeah. soap opery. Like the drama in yeah, the film is stupid drama. <laughs> what? It is. Like, it's screen, bad drama. First, talking like, bad about screen, school, man. Like it's just everybody needs water. It's kind of it's satire. The whole movie is supposed to be making fun of slashers. Yeah. And then you have like the horror nerd in that movie where he's like, "You will never go anywhere alone." Yeah. Yeah. You'll yeah. Never have like, sex yeah. when you're yeah. like this and that, and it's just like the, the cliches, you know. Yeah. yeah. So that was like, so cool, and like they yeah. make the screen killer believable. Like he's tripping over shit, like right, <laughs> like, right. like a fucking idiot, yeah. like as a teenager would, I guess. Ghost face, right? 
Ghost and, so, and then after Resurrection, you have uh, the remakes, right? Right. Which, apart yeah. from like the the remake birth uh, horror birth that we were having in the in the aughts, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we also have the kind of the rise of the torture genre, which is I feel the, like you it just got up. Oh, in the, okay. Yeah. In the I feel like there's A and B. I feel like from 2000 to or 2003 to 2010. There was one era of the remake genre, like the remake era, mm-hmm. and then now from 2011 and on to present, there's a there's a different approach, and I think it has to do with the guys like Bloomhouse and A24 taking over the genres, um, yeah. and and those guys are 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 are, are, are bringing back horror as a mainstream good cinema genre. Yeah. Hey, Bloomhouse, yeah, I agree. Bloomhouse and A24 do. A24 is doing fantastic work. Because the beauty of it, you're, you're still having your cheesy B-horror films, like, right. anywhere. You know, they're, they're still just, making they're those. And then we upgraded it to now having these awesome, like, horror films, like Jordan Peele doing some shit. Ari Oster. Eggers, Robert Eggers. What's the last new villain? What's the last new bad guy? Yourself. Oh, man. I'm trying Jackie to, Moon. That's a good, that Jackie is a good Moon. question. I'm trying to think like, who's owned. a good character or a villain that has potential sequels. I guess. Well, I mean, look, uh, you know, we, we also talked about like um, um, Hannibal, man. Like he's 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 still alive and present and not just in TV shows in the series, but they're making remakes of Silence. Oh, Hall. yeah. I like the TV. But he's already like an established <laughs> character from back then. So, so I'm, what's? I'm, I'm, I'm it's because that's the thing. I hate. I'm sorry, man. And if you guys are against it, please argue with me because I don't get it. It doesn't. It doesn't click in my brain. I hate paranormal, like the paranormal oh, horror films. Yeah, me yeah. too. I hate those. I They're just, so uncreative, not creative, and like just. It, it got into paranormal activity. Going no, just any paranormal like movie, scares, like any right? any of like, them. Yeah, they're jump scares. They're yeah, jump scare shit. I hate like, them. Oh, dude. you can't see it, so it's just. Gonna you come see the door? Do... Oh shit! Yeah. Well, like no, which I ones? Mean, like which ones though? Like we paranormal, paranormal activity. activity. And uh, like I guess like the Annabelle films. Like uh, Annabelle. Like, yeah. Annabelle. No, like, I just no? don't give a shit. Like, you know. By the way, I was telling Sandra like one of my favorite horror films of all time. And again, I'm not a big horror guy, but I get if you can make it, I appreciate. Of all time. 13 ghosts bizarre but Ooh, the, yeah, that's, that's guy. Fine. yeah 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 with matthew lillard yeah i, I think it's just i mean really? it's not just matthew lillard it's tony Shal- shaloub is i love him oh, as an monk. actor monk yeah. monk and uh the the uh the marvelous mrs mazel he, he did a great job in that show i've, I've what do you like about thir- uh, 13 ghosts it's, I, I like that. it's story and it's world building and story building the fact that each character is interesting without trying to be i mean each character each of the 13 ghosts so to speak has a backstory that fascinates the hell out of me and somebody posted a meme recently that said why haven't they made a series of each of these characters I have 13 episodes that tackle each of the of the ghosts because they I each mean, have their own backstory. i think that's very possible now and yeah. it's like if yeah someone were like to have just like the time then you know what let's do it let's approach that but i was telling sandra that like they don't make them like that anymore that was a 2001 film See, you know, weirdly one. enough it, that's the one movie i only saw yeah. once when i rented it when, I, when it came out and yeah. that's it I never saw it again because I, like, I just enjoy it, man. Like, I guess it's one of those. Ch- maybe it's a nostalgia thing too. I saw it as a is? kid. And- that movie is very popular with the mainstream people for some reason. If that you makes guys, sense, you guys know who directed it. I mean, who produced it? Who? Bob Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis fucking produced <laughs> Thirteen Ghosts. Damn. Damn. 
Uh, nah, I'm like very familiar with that movie, to be honest. Bob's of, you'll never see Bob Zemeckis do a horror picture, but you'll see him produce it. Like, we were watching Monster House, too. That was oh, a Bob good Zemeckis. movie, man. I love produces that movie. That, see, yeah, that's man. a good movie to watch on Halloween. Yeah. It's, right. a, it's on Halloween, and it's yeah. spooky, and it has everything. It has jack-o'-lanterns and candy and costumes. But I think, I think the like when you talk about 13 Ghosts, it's it's a studio picture that made good. Like, it's a studio picture that honored the horror genre, and it wasn't it doesn't it's 2001 and it doesn't feel like h2o it doesn't feel like scream it feels like its own like kind of dark and twisted thing yeah. um and it's i don't know i just all the characters kind of like fascinated i'd want to know more i should about rewatch it characters. i haven't seen it especially the main one the well, the the white we character he's pretty good like yeah 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 yeah, because I remember the monsters. Like, like I remember the the girl with the saws. The, the firstborn here. son, the torso, the bo- bound woman, the withered lover, the torn prince, the angry princess, the pilgrimess, Ooh, the, the great child, that. the dire mother, the hammer, the jackal, and the juggernaut. Those were the ghosts, <laughs> man. Like, it's I remember so the, the yeah, the big one and the little kid used to scare the hell out of me. And then what's that guy's name? F. F. Murray Abram, dude. He plays like the the main villain. Ah, oh, it's just so good, man. It's just so good. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I yeah, went on a rant. It's a, it's but a very popular, it's a very popular movie though. among like everyone because I, I've, I've been seeing often a lot of people that I wouldn't expect to them to like horror or whatever. Mm. They like that movie. So yeah. I need to rewatch it. I've never I yeah, haven't seen it I since totally they came out. About that. that was what? It's because, you know, I hate when a movie, old. like I said, I hate paranormal stuff. And, but I also hate when when a movie tries to be too psychological, where it just takes you out of the oh, story. Yeah. It, it, try, it tries to be too like philosophical. And yeah, stuff. and and a, a good horror film is just a good horror film. I think. Yeah, like the, I'll I'll use John Carpenter's The Thing for example. That movie doesn't have to do it a lot explaining. Oh, what is the thing? Where does it come from? Who cares? It's just a fucking invading just monster. It's the, the same thing with Paranormal there. Activity. No, but nah, you know what's in the house? It's just boring. It's, it's just different camera angles. Talking about indie films? By the way, when we talk about parodies, you guys saw the 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 uh, Wayne's one, right? The Marlon Wayne's. Yeah, yeah, Marlon Wayne's. Which one? Yeah, it's not my favorite. With the dog. <laughs> uh, what is it called? A haunted house. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that one. Oh, dude, come on. It's, it's, it's all right. You know, it's decent. But it tells you everything you need to know about why paranormal movies suck. Like, yeah, hey, but it got do. a bunch of hey, movies. Like, it got a follow. But because of the money, because people look. I'm sorry, but because some people liked it. Be- exactly because no people are okay, people are dumb dude like, they, yeah they, okay i didn't want to say it, when but... i first saw it i thought it was well, why not it's put true it although we're talking about paranormal activity have you guys seen the the hispanic one which is the marked ones <laughs> what no. now if you don't see any other uh paranormal activity movie okay don't see it what is but it called the mexican the ones the marked one i think the marked the one fifth movie oh the okay okay movie. yeah and it's like a spin-off uh, Wait, that is that like the Cholo one? Good. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the Cholo. Yeah, the Cholo one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about it. I heard about it. Because it's good or not? More is a superhero thing, and it's Ugh. so. But the ending, it's so fucking fun. Like, See? actually, no. Like, See? I, I recommend it. I think I remember. In terms of modern, in, for a lot of things. In terms of modern pictures or modern horror films. I, don't, I mean, it's more of a slasher film, but the Purge, I actually enjoy. Like the Purge. I enjoyed street. the first Purge. The, 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 yeah, yeah I enjoy every single the, one. The, the later uh, yeah, me are, too. I, I mean, I it's have... what it, it's what you get. It's just like eh, it's sequels. Yeah. They're, they're fun to watch, and that's it. But yeah, the well, first one was real good. So, I thought because the, the sequels that they start exploring more on the political side of it. Right. Yeah, so, God, I, I actually hate, really right. enjoyed that. Really, I actually really enjoyed that. that I mean, because it has to do because they have they have they have this kind of like 
connection with like the guy that the president it, it kind of represents trump and that's kind of why like yeah. the political side of things it's like it makes it more real like this could happen in our society quote unquote <laughs> yeah which so, is so, absurd but like <laughs> You, you, there's a there's a Rick and Morty episode that I fucking love of oh, the yeah. purge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, of the, 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 the Amish, thing. the Amish yeah. uh, society. It's just perfect. It's awesome. dude. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Really good. It's it's the, amazing. Yeah, like when when that shit started happening, the paranormal movies in the 2000s. I kind of lost interest in the horror films same, that were coming same. out that, that 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 time. And the purge was like ah fine, but like it was just like it felt. It was okay. I hated the But kid, finally, I the when I saw The Witch, <laughs> and like when I saw the movies that were coming out, Robert Eggers, I guess. The, the A24, I, I guess A24, A24. Yeah, like when they started like, releasing those films, I kind of I got faith again. I was like, nah, horror. E- Eric, Eric sits and watches Midsummer to make himself happy, guys. So that's how <laughs> that, that should tell you something. No, that movie Ooh. I need to watch it now. It's a the ladies. It's a it's a. Slow we should talk burn. about it. We should talk about it at some point. But it's it's really just, good. I'm, I'm not gonna rewatch it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, no, it's no, not it's, it's, it's cool to rewatch because you because catch small things in the back. So you're, disturbing. You're, you're past dude. the shock. That that's you already. That's true. That's true. That's true. Like I watched and, it recently. Because I remember, I remember yeah. watching, I remember watching Her- Hereditary, and I thought, oh shit, yeah, this is pretty disturbing. But they only showed you glimpses to where you can interpret things in, in Hereditary, especially the whole, the whole thing, the whole cult thing, and the the naked bodies in the background that you have to catch along the way. Yeah, but, like, but, but Midsummer is straight up in your face, like we're gonna fuck you up. And that's how Midsummer is, man. I mean, I think the only ones that are kind of like rough to go through is whenever those like flash sequences where you just see like really like grotesque stuff, but like in your face. But I mean, other than that, you no. Know I, I mean, that. yes, you're right. But I think just like for instance, the cliff scene, you know, and then the the obviously the the end scenes with with I with think- the. It, oh, know, but I, uh, which by the way, you could hear uh, the the boyfriend since he can't yell or like yeah. move you could actually hear his grunting yeah do you lower the score yeah, yeah. it's it's, ah. it's fucking scary <laughs> yeah it's, it's weird i'm telling you man but anyways but, anything uh about halloween before we jump into the tower crown because i know we're gonna hey, talk last, a lot about the tower crown and we're gonna dive thing, in last let's thing. see last uh, thing one, about halloween uh, well one thing i wanted to bring up is the fact that you know we're, we're talking about like these modern horrors that are focusing on jump scare and i mean I think a lot of people go because they're just looking to get scared and looking to find something they don't really care if the story's like perfect or not. It's just that general audience thing. Right. But something that Halloween does really well that you know I wish other films kind of took from is the idea that you don't need to jump scare people to to cause fear and cause that kind of right. like even just right. the cinematography and the way that it was shot and filmed is playing with this idea of. We, at the very beginning of the film, you know that there's danger out there. You know that he's out there. <clears throat> That's he, true. He's, he's coming for you. And then all they need to do after that is make situations where it's dark in certain locations, it's obscured in certain locations, just bring down the music, and let your imagination play with, like, I really don't know where he is. I know he's in the neighborhood. I know he's that house yeah. next door. But or, like, uh, the kids the observing him, uh, the, 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 the house across, and he's yeah. just kind of walking. And I think that's why they the nickname. They, I mean, he obviously has the, 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 the boogeyman aspect of him. That's that's yeah. the whole thing with the boogeyman. Is and the also the breathing. Like the, yeah. I think it's the only time they use it very good like the breathing the like there's someone From just the yeah. I, I, yeah, I will the say that i will say this i think it i think it, it's look john carpenter has inspired filmmakers on record by the way 
that include James Cameron, Quentin Tarantino, Guillermo del Toro, Robert Rodriguez, James Wan, Edgar Wright, Danny Boyle, just to name a few. Th those are some of the biggest names in cinema history. Okay, and you know what I like about the filmmaking aspect of it is when I see Eric's films and when I see Eric, when I read Eric's scripts, he's trying to do this, this uh, he's inspired by the Carpenters of the World and, and Halloween. Oh, definitely. And when you watch, when uh, I can't divulge a lot about his new script for our anthology, our horror anthology, but when you think of Michael Myers, you think of this guy wearing a blue suit, navy blue suit, just the mask and his knife, and that's all he's really got. Like, you don't need much to make a great horror film. Like, you don't exactly. need... You, know? you don't need it to be in your face, jumping out at you, trying to right. get the yeah. two scares. Right. Yeah, because this one... Halloween yeah. is very subtle. Like, like, like when you think they killed Michael Myers the first time when he stabs her, and he just rises straight, no noise, and then he starts approaching her slowly. He's a very slow guy for some, but then he really catches you. <laughs> uh, no. Speaking of that, something really interesting uh, you can find on YouTube. On YouTube, uh, there's like a the reaction to uh, to the movie, the original like original screening of 1978. Yeah. Of like the ending part of Halloween, and you can hear the audiences like for the first time experiencing all these scenes. Right, and it's actually really dang interesting just just being in that time warp thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Because at the end, it kind of leaves off with a, on a cliffhanger. Yeah, it leaves yeah. off where they look outside, and he's just not there, and then not it's there like, anymore. well, give me the one quick second. Still, uh, keep going. Ahead. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah, he must have uh, broken his back, but nope. Yeah, not no, there I, anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's it's interesting, man. It's just interesting. I, I just feel like those films really show that horror can be so much more, and it can the the genre itself can be experimented more. <laughs> and, and by the way, right now, you know? I love I love I love that John Carpenter was inspired by guys like Orson Welles and Roger Corman because he shoots in the same aspect ratio I I shoot in. He's he loves widescreen and he loves two three five one aspect ratio. And on the filmmaking front. I love I love films that have widescreen. I love yeah. films that have two, three, five, one aspect ratio. That's what I shoot in. It, it just feels more cinematic. It's more yeah. cinematic. It's it's so. Yeah. I'm well, talking about the like the cameras and uh, wasn't it this one the first one where they used the Steadicam? Uh, it was no. one of the first. One of the one first of the ones. first ones, right? It wasn't it was, even called Steadicam. Yeah, but. The inventor, uh, you know his name, right? The lower. Um, yeah, I, I, I lost it. But uh, when Steadicam came out, he was just kind of jumping from like set to set. It was kind yeah, of crazy. The yeah, and he was taking it with him. Yeah. Yeah, because it was this new thing. Nobody really knew how to use or, or like what it would become into. Um, and it's really interesting to see how it kind of came out in the horror genre, like this right. yeah. shining and all that. Well, the and I think it's just is perfect. I, I just think it kind of came out of the fact that it's unnatural uh compared to like previous mo um camera movements where everything yeah. would be locked off mm. or they would go in straight lines and this one it's organic enough because somebody's holding the camera and moving through right it, that right. you feel like you're there yeah but then it's quiet enough that you're just kind of like observing and you can't control anything that's happening and you're just you know what's like, cool experience. like the parallel the eyes of the stalker yeah the film yeah the, film the filmmaking parallel of carpenter and rodriguez is just insane because he says that the story is based on an experience that he had in college touring a psychiatric hospital. And Carpenter met a child who stared at him with a look of evil and it terrified him. So that's how the story came about, according to him, right? Like he was like touring. He saw the kid and his imagination and it just scared went the hell out of him. Imagination. Think about that. That kid is, is a psychopath. That it's kind of like 
messed up that he just stared at like really like a kid. I know. Damaged children were like, whole I can make a sniper for a reason, kid. Yeah. Fun fact: the, the <laughs> stabbing <laughs> sound effect is actually a knife stabbing a watermelon. So in case you guys need a stab, I've heard that. Fun yeah. fact. Cool. Oh, which, by fact the way, the there's day. a kill I want to talk about in Halloween. Okay. When the guy, uh, they just finished having sex, which uh, lucky for them, at least they finished. Uh, he's going downstairs to grab a beer for the girl. Oh, he finished. And he gets stabbed with the knife, cause, which is a very cool like killing scene. He grabs him, he picks him up, and spat, he stabs him towards the wall, yeah. which is impossible to do with that kind of knife. <laughs> And with this weight, yeah, the weight itself, like, how long is that fucking knife? Like, how did it stab <laughs> through him um, to the fucking wall oh and God, sticks the, there? What's the protagonist's name again? Uh, the main girl? Um, Lori Long. Lori. Lori. Like, she Lori just walks in and he's still hanging there, right? Like, yeah. Just... No, I think they're all gone. They're like, well, all no, like he places them. Oh no, that's right. He places them in different places and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Oh, I was thinking yeah, that which he takes his time to set them yeah. set them up as fucked up. Well, like, oh, what an asshole! Like, dude, like, like, well, in, indie indie filmmakers, pay attention. Pay attention to this, man. This is just insane. So, for instance, the POV shot in the opening of the film took two days to shoot, and like Eric says, they had to refill the bags of leaves. They had to kind of recycle their their props and stuff to to do them. They made the 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 lighting. The reason the film is so dark is because they didn't have money for lighting. But it's effective. It's effective. It's it definitely yeah. effective. And there's a scene where they use um, they use Michael Myers as uh, kind of like the light dimming behind him. They just used the light dimmer that was inside the house at the time. Yeah, you yeah. Um, another another space, thing they is really don't. where the yeah where the shape seems to appear out of darkness. They just did that by using a simple dimmer, right? Yeah. And Donald Pleasance, which obviously he's a famous actor, he got paid twenty grand for the for his role here. Yeah. Um, they did all of his scenes in only five days of shooting, right? So they did them in sequence, not in sequence, but they did them schedule wise five days repeatedly so that they could shoot him, get him out. Yeah. Um, Rodriguez, Rodriguez did that with else. Robert De Niro in um in since in uh, Machete. He just, oh, yeah. He flew De Niro to Austin for two days, filmed all of his scenes, and then t- took him out. Yeah, you know, that's so cool. indie filmmaker mentality, guys. I'm telling you, it's yeah. just amazing to me. Uh, what else? <laughs> Anything else, oh, guys? Also, the mask. Let's let's just talk about the mask real quick. Uh, how awesome that mask is! Like the first thing, oh, then the first movie, it, it looks creepy it's yeah. it's just a mask of willem chatner being painted white and with the hair all messed up star trek but yeah. when you compare that mask to the sequels oh god it's their awful like uh, interpretations like the of the first mask. I, I forget which one it is i like the one that's the one with the scars like, oh that's on the, the rob zombie which is fine yeah because i think that's when he, he it defines what the movie is the really it really just defines what the movie is but like four and five and they're bad they're terrible masks maybe they tried to go back and recreate it like in the sense like like the original style and they just oh, it's, but, it's but, a luck of the draw thing dude it's a luck of the draw thing there's this gotta, uh, kind of interesting side uh, kind of with the mask thing on the fifth movie there's this moment well he has like this really pale mask and everything right but yeah. the, there's this one scene that out of nowhere he like uh he's about to kill someone so the camera looks looks over to some place. Then, uh, so you're not seeing the shape. Right. Then out of nowhere, he kind of walks into the frame. And then he's wearing another mask. 
and it's like this very distracting sound like like aryan it was like it's like this aryan uh look at it the mask and it's just really? for that quick scene i guess someone someone forgot about the mask on that to bring that mask that day and he just threw it in they just but which, one, which one was it did you say i think I I gotta, it's the fifth one the fifth but one? yeah it's it's just one of those things like oh wait is it what What's with the mask? I gotta check that yeah, out. Yeah, and then now. the mask, like, like, the neck, it's, like, super wide <laughs> in the fifth one yeah. for some reason. It's just, they look bad. Like, all those masks, like, they're, like, they bad like interpretations. They're just, like, knockoffs of the first hey, man, one. Yeah, they're, like, cool. really bad oh. knockoffs. And then, I'm I reading, I'm reading the, the writer's goal, uh, you know, Deborah and, and, and Carpenter, was to write the film like a radio play with scares mm. every ten minutes. Interesting. That, that's how they started, right? I wonder. We talked about there being a structure, and I mean, this yeah. one, you know, it really defined things that later <laughs> on other films were trying to recreate that structure. So it yeah. in itself had to take inspiration from somewhere. So something yeah, like that. Well, I mean, radio plays. I just think yeah. radio plays is very interesting. Well, talking about structure, I read somewhere where they didn't even know what mask they were going to use. Right. So yeah. how do you need to yeah. like, write? Like, how do. I think, I think well, someone, they gave you know, the job to someone, and he just. He yeah, went, like, yeah, that's what they had. Like they he was a VF, he was a special effects guy, and they were literally on the studio lot at Universal, and um, when they while, while they were writing the film and then their office, so uh-huh. they just sent the VFX guy just to look for a mask, and he found it there at the lot. Yeah, and I heard that they, they went that they had there. It was one where it was a clown mask, and then something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which and he then, does yeah, use the, in the beginning, the little kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. But All yeah, right, guys. And, um, I think it would have been hilarious if he, they accidentally got a hockey mask instead. <laughs> would have been crazy, right? Uh, talking Bizarre. about the hockey mask, go for it, Carlos. All right, yeah, I think it's time to to transition into the Tower Crown, Mr. Yokomoto. It's about that time. Okay, so, so welcome to the Tower Crown, people. The Tarakon is a debate show where the debaters don't always know exactly what they're going to be debating for. So, uh, as far since we were talking about Halloween and we wanted to do like this whole like Halloween special thing, uh, I we put up a poll in Facebook, and which was about the best horror icon, just as an ultimate as an ultimate showdown to close out our halloween series out here on the watchtower so we put up a poll and just to kind of a reminder for the people these were the options all right okay so first we had jason Voorhees. yeah get out of here (laughs) then we had freddy krueger of course pedophile on this thing now okay (laughs) (laughs) Then Leatherface, a Texas favorite. Yo, I respect that guy. Man. By the way, before we move on, uh, with Leatherface, the the place where they shot the film, you could go there and eat barbecue. Like it's a restaurant now. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even barbecue. kidding you. <laughs> hey, let's go. And so I'm so perfect. down. Yeah. And then the last option we had Michael Myers, of course. Of course. The one and only. So, the boogie so man. Y'all vote. All right. Drum roll. Leatherface and Michael, after after all the votes came in. The winners were Freddy versus Jason, baby. <laughs> Yoko, Yoko, wait, wait, wait. 
Yoko, did you pick icons that would be exactly like red and blue? This is like the most. That's yeah, actually yeah, that's pretty good in the movie. <laughs> actually, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> ah man, well, this is rigged, sure. dude. You know I mean, what, man? Really I, I was I was exposed to to Friday the Thirteenth at a very young age. My brother and I love those films. Scarf, and and Jason for me was the epitome of horror and horror films. So Jason for me is is my guy for sure. So mm-hmm. actually, uh, like in the polls this time, it was so surprising to see that. Uh, I mean, our our theme of the our theme of this podcast is Halloween. Yeah, nobody voted for Michael Myers. <laughs> no way. Nobody. Wow. Oh, but it's not, you man, know the weakest sequels compared to the nah, other. I'm going to include them, man. There's really? no way. Come yeah, on. it was just an interesting thing. Okay, but, I mean, Eric, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about Dream Warriors and and uh, Jason Dream X. Dream Warriors please. was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a bad one. So for this debate, everybody. Let's put Johnny Depp in the conversation just because he came out in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like in the first one, he, he no, dies. No, to put Michael Myers, man. That's insane, dude. Yeah. I'm out of here, dude. Oh, hey. So because in this podcast, uh, everybody's favorite is Jason, apparently. No, uh, man. I'm Don't stepping in. Chinese gift well, c- compared be- between Jason and Freddy, guys, is what we're saying. Unless you like Freddy is more. This, look, l- let me tell you something I'm, now, I'm Eric. I'm Halloween to me, every oh Michael Myers, he represents Halloween. I think like because he he does his killings on Halloween. A whole holiday for him. But for the watch. whole horror genre, I feel Jason is just closest because he's the yeah. one with the most over the top kills and unexplained how he just comes back to life. First point or, like, for fuck Eric. It, okay. like, like he's right. a Frankenstein monster. You know, that's like, true. Very true. Okay, so to yeah, start yeah off, Why don't we start off with that? Let's start off with Jason. With Jason. Jason. I mean, who's who, who's arguing Freddy? Is it you, Yokomoto? I will be arguing Freddy. All right, all right. Interesting. Because well, look, I think I think Jason has the pretty much like like Eric says. Obviously, it's unexplained. Well, it's explained in some movies, and in other movies, they just decide not to yeah. deep dive into it. But obviously, there's there's different there's different aspects of it that work. Wherein in Halloween, in Halloween, if you think about Halloween as a franchise for the h2o purposes and and on they skip the 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 sequels they forget all about them they disregard them in jason they don't friday the 13th yeah. is really a continuation Come and, on. and has, jason has, x has, in space dude, yes it dude a, it's so that's my favorite by the way got, I, I, love jason the x. I love jason conti- x i love jason like continuation of his mask they never yeah. change it because like I think in the fourth one he gets his hacked with the axe here, and you yeah. still see it through you all. You still the see it, really? in the, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Cool. That's cool. He misses his. But eye. that's what I say. The evolution of Jason as a character is is probably the greatest in in in, fra- in horror franchises. It was the yeah. guy with mommy problems. Dude. I mean, we, we we could forget the 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 one where he he was a bug. <laughs> oh <laughs> come was, on! Uh, Which Jason, one? What happened Jason's, there? Huh? Uh, Jason's dead. Jason's done. The final the, the final chapter. If it, if that's actually the title chapter. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, yeah, uh, it was the last one. It was the. It was like the last scene or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Well, that. No, no, no. So what happens is that if I'm correct, it's the ninth one. Um, it's supposed to. Be, it was supposed to be the last one. And oh, Jason goes to hell. He dies at the very. He dies at the. Very, yes, Jason yeah. goes to hell. That's what yeah. He he dies at the very beginning. Then becomes a uh, someone eats his heart and basically becomes a parasite. Yeah, it's so bizarre. It's the isn't the whole thing? Isn't the whole thing that um, come on, that he was rejected from hell? Like they sent him back because he was just oh, that's pretty cool. 
Uh, like, much for us. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm kind of close to seeing it soon, but from what I remember, so this Thanos movie is just like wild. Jason. Like, it, it's the coolest looking Jason. He looks fucked up. Like, the mask is embedded into his face now. And then, um, finally, at the end, I think they, I don't know how, they do, the Necronomicon from Evil Dead comes out in that movie. Yeah. And so, it has a lot of references to all the other, like, horror films. It's weird. And then, uh, of course, at the end, it has the cliffhanger. Where, you know like, what? they're setting up for uh, Jason versus, or Freddy versus Jason. You know what I Jay- like? Freddy comes out. Is, like, kind of the, cons- the consistency in writing, too, like, it was created by Victor Miller, and he was—he kind of had his hand in all of them a little bit. He didn't write every single one of them, but he had his hand in, in the characters he created and stuff like that. Right. Um, by the way, Jason takes Manhattan. I mean, come on. Oh, that's it's, awesome. It's, it's Wait, just... He only takes Manhattan in the last, See, in the last part. Like, <laughs> Mike, they don't Michael. give a shit. Like, fuck it. Come like, on, let, man. Let's just take it all the way. Let's take out. him to space, for God's sake. Yeah. Space. Yeah. <laughs> he gets reconstructed as a cyborg. Cryogen- <laughs> that's the only interesting one of the, of the Friday the 13th one. Wow. Jason X. They all have a different like. By the way, and again, it's of that two thousand. Jason X was in two thousand one. It's of that two thousands, early two thousands, like dumb drama, but (laughs) still fun. Like it's just. This one, they they didn't give a shit, man. Like, cause like you have a freaking cyborg woman that destroys them. And it's cyborg so dominatrix woman type of thing because yeah, that's like yeah, dominatrix shit. Like it's so weird. Yeah, but like just Jason, Jason, by the way, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong here, but if I'm not mistaken, even on the mainstream um, aspect, Jace, uh, Jace, the Friday the 13th franchise is the highest grossing franchise with like over $500 million in the box office. Yeah, that's true, man. Let me Google it real quick. He yeah. has 12 movies, so he has way more. What about Star Wars? It cannot be Star Wars. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the highest Halloween. grossing horror franchise. Halloween. Is it Halloween? Paranormal Activity. The Conjuring. Oh, God. All, all these <laughs> the song. Oh, crappy I'll ones. put my money that it's at least the third. Oh, the sixth hand? Underworld, Resident hey. Evil, Halloween. I think the Conjuring, like, universe. Saw was also one of the, like, the top ones. Oh, believe it or not, Alien is the number one. Interesting. Oh, yeah? That makes sense. According to Forbes. (laughs) That makes sense. Friday the 13th is number six. Friday the 13th. Take off a point. Where's Halloween? Where's Halloween? (laughs) (laughs) Is Halloween there? (laughs) Halloween is number nine. Number 69. Number... 69. Halloween is below it. Okay, look. No, no, no. But we're talking about the great ones, right? We're talking about Freddy. We're talking about Jason. We're talking about Michael Myers. Yeah. Friday the 13th is number six. Nightmare on Elm Street is number seven. Oh. Scream is number eight. Halloween is number nine. So, Scream is so, in front of Halloween? Yes. That's so, Okay, I find that kind of weird. Uh, yeah, this is Forbes. On. This is Forbes.com. This is the website to, to pay attention to. It's Forbes. It, yeah, but but I guess because the Ghostface is very recognizable. Like, yeah, the Scream. Like, like, it's very recognizable. I, I think contemporary audiences yeah. don't go for the, like, original, like, yeah, it's a cult Halloween theme. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because, like, a lot of us go back and we really appreciate the way it was made. But, like, yeah. when you look at, like, newer movies and especially, like, fans of those newer movies, it, it's not going to appeal to that audience. But I think it, 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 so, so, by yeah. the definition, the four Tower Crown ones we, we went through, um, Friday the 13th is the top one of these four. But, I mean, it's just and because box office. It, it made three more three more movies than Nightmare on Elm Street, so I had a little bit of a leeway yeah, there. See? 
Yeah, but Nightmare on the... If we talk about pure, like, actual quality... <laughs> okay, hey, ready? switch, switch uh, the logo. We're ready, yeah. Yokomoto. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Michael about, One like, is more consistent quality-wise, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is way more consistently. Especially because Freddy Krueger, the thing about it is that he he played basically all, every single movie. Robert uh, England. Robert, Robert England, England played England. every single movie, so he knew exactly how to grow with the character. He made with the exception of the, the remake, of course. Ooh, I like now, that. the remake, yeah, uh, they Terrible. tried to do this whole thing, which uh, there's good things, bad things. I don't think it's as terrible as a lot of people say it is, but uh, at least uh, Jackie Earl Haley as Freddy Krueger, he wasn't that bad. He just it could have been better in a better movie. I need to rewatch it because I saw it and it was unforget. It was very forgettable for me for some reason. It was just yeah. I think, I I think like the yeah. makeup effects was like nah, it's not as good. <laughs> But I mean, they, they did that, the same thing. They they did the same thing with characters like Hellboy, man. Like when the, when somebody else plays them, it just no. But see, in Hell, the new Hellboy with uh, David Harbour, I thought he was a good choice. It's just directed it horribly. No, but what Carlos is saying is just takes away a little bit because it's not continuous. No, so, I just think, or the growth, I guess. Like, I just think that the, that Robert England brings so much flavor to the character, man. It's oh, his yeah, character. Like, it's his character. Prime time, bitch. And that's what. The, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, and even though, like, uh, so the reason why I say that, like, it's more consistently quality, is that well, you get the first one. The first one uh, introduced this whole like dream space, yeah. being a uh, having an entity that you'll never escape from because, I mean, you have to sleep. Yeah. And that, that's the, yeah, yeah. so we're being introduced to something in, in the YouTube in case of you. Uh, <laughs> when they stab him with the fucking <laughs> to put him to sleep. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure. Is this from a Freddy vs. Jason, right? Yeah. yeah okay, Freddy so, vs. Jason. Dude, so Freddy fights pretty bad. Uh, in case if you're listening and not watching, uh, oh, we're being put on screen the Freddy, uh, Freddy vs. Jason battle. <laughs> Dude, Jason. <laughs> um, <laughs> look at the arm dude by the way oh if you were God, if you were dude. a fan of these films growing up if you were a fan of friday the 13th franchise and nightmare on elm street when this came out it was, like a main it was event awesome. of the year. it was the main event of the year and it's probably possibly one of the best versus films i've seen it is Hell because yeah. they, they they gave you what it yeah, is man. it's a versus thing because you have you have well, let's talk about that you have alien versus predator you have freddy versus jason you have um uh the, the what's his name um the Hellraiser with um, what was that film? Never seen Hellraiser. Oh, Hellraiser. I've only seen the first one. Isn't it? Oddly enough, I haven't really got into that franchise. But he, Dude, I'm I'm, I'm hopping on the Freddy train, man. But uh, apart from so apart from that, the thing is, so you get the first one, which actually like uh, brought this whole new entity uh, to yeah. the whole. You could say slash drama. Then, so that movie's just uh, was great. What's then more? What's more legendary? One. What's more legendary? I want to know, and and I, I I'm I'm wondering. It, let's vote on this: Jason's machete or Freddy's claw? Freddy's claw. Freddy's claw. I would have to say Freddy's claw because like it's yeah. just cool. Jason's it's a machete's pretty legendary too, dude. The machete. It's I think machete. I saw that machete. Machete. I, I feel like you see a bunch of other people and it doesn't and then also it's just yeah. it takes the way definitely, yeah. it's and, definitely and unique for sure it's definitely unique and you, by the way you, you, I, well, I, I will i will give you this yoko i will give you this whereas jason's natural habitat really is the lake and we very rarely ever see him there uh freddy's the boiler room is iconic 
I, yeah. I will give you it's that. It's always the, iconic. The boiler room boiler is like. Room. And, oh, well, here's the better. Here's the better the question. Scratches against the pipes and everything. Yeah. Always yeah. oh, so iconic to hear. Yeah, yeah. All right, here's the better I, I will question give you though. Who's more deadly? Jason. Jason. Uh, Jason. Easy. Easily. Look, dude, he's brutal. Like that guy. Here's the thing, Freddy, Freddy is much more strategic with his kills, but Jason doesn't care. Like, Dude, he's yeah. just going to kill whatever's in his Jason. way. You need a good pair of Nikes, dog. That's it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because, like, okay, let's talk about that space uh, from from the Jason with, the, with the nitrogen water. She puts yeah. that girl's oh, yeah. face in there and then, and then crushes it. Because she could have just yeah. left her like that. But Ooh, no, Freddy she fucking smashes up. a face into bits. Look, like, Freddy, Freddy can only kill through dreams. Jason yeah. is in the real world killing he, all over. Did you not here. just see the fight scene? He's got some... Well, this is this is it, but this isn't this. Is, but correct me if I'm wrong. In this particular this scene, dream. this is Jason's dream. This isn't Jason's. Yeah, yeah this isn't Jason's. Um, um, a conscious, subconscious, or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. so, so uh, Jason is killing in the real world. In yeah, the real world. because in order to kill Freddy, you need to bring him out to the real world. Yeah. And then, uh, and even though it still might not work, <laughs> and Robert England, oh, I mean, I mean Robert England, <laughs> Freddie, he needs fear in order to have power. Once he's got yeah. your fear and <laughs> you know that he's in your nightmares, it's over. Because Game in Freddie versus Jason, Freddie releases uh, Jason from his like slumber, I guess. Yeah, the fucking lake. It's Freddie the one that brings him out, to, to like to be, to be his minion, to yeah. be his minion, to say, "Oh, Freddie's Jason, killing again," but it's but not. Jason can't be controlled. He's like, "Fuck yeah. that." <laughs> yeah. It starts to get to yeah. his skills. Jason is does rank up a bigger body. Hey, you kill me, Yokomoto. I'm helping you out here, bro. But but the thing <laughs> is, if you actually go with the quality of the kills, if, if now if we go to that, Ooh. the fact that he he fights in his dreams, exactly. he can do so much. There's this yeah, one scene from the creative. fifth one where I remember it so much because as a kid, like back when I was not watching horror movies. The stairs. I remember, uh, there's no, there's this, uh, like gym, a gym dream. Like this girl that used like goes a lot to the Oh, gym. like she's like working out and shit. Yeah. But let's, yeah, let's work okay. it out. Hold yeah. On, hold on, hold on. And, uh, so she, she's doing like this, uh, like bench press. And then you, you just have Freddie kind of like started pushing, uh, against, uh, yeah. the bed friends towards her. Yeah. And you yeah. just see like her elbow just splitting in half. And then she turns into a cockroach and all that stuff. Uh, I remember seeing that sequence as a kid. Man, that still haunts me till till yeah, today. That one and the stair scene that the where it starts melting, so you can't take any more steps. Yeah, that's but let's, kind of but let's be real. Maybe I compared the the wrong two weapons, right? Let's be real. What's more iconic? Let's be real. Oh, okay. No, well, no, no, no. Let's be real. What's more the iconic? Sweater the... No, the sweater or the mask? Mask. The mask. The mask. Easily. I mean, Jason's it's... mask <laughs> is iconic, not only in, in horror cinema, but in mainstream society. Like every Halloween, you don't see Freddy's, you see Jason's. Yeah, because Freddy is the whole attire. You need to have a hat, yeah. the, Ooh, the, the hat. and the sweater. And Jason, you can just put on the, the fucking Put on mask. the mask with a Fuck it. jacket. And start killing. <laughs> now, but the thing is, uh, the Look at so fight much so more iconic <laughs> because the glove appears in other movies and you could definitely see that hey that's freddy and yeah, it's tough glove. it's tough it's tough because you know what i think i think it's crazy too the glove as well yeah you know what makes freddy a great character for me is his his dialogue look th- yeah. i love this part right here he's it's a very charismatic guy yeah it's his dialogue but jason doesn't need to say a word to intimidate 
Boo. Exactly. He's just, and he doesn't even have to have his high to his identity. He's just ugly as fuck. And again, we talk about the evolution. Jay, Freddy never changes, man. But Jason went from a, a cloth mask to uh, the 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 potato. Uh, yeah, the potato sack. Potato sack to the 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 oh, hockey God. mask. And then to the Jason X kind of metal slash hybrid of uh, cyborg. Uh, cyborg yeah. thing. He doesn't evolve, but he does. Uh, Freddy Krueger does evolve. Uh, first of all, because uh, although for a while you do see kind of the same kind of burn sequences. The thing yeah. is that when New Nightmare comes in, which is when Wes Craven comes back. Right. Oh, yeah. He's more like evil or demonic. Yeah. He, yeah. It's this whole different makeup, which makes him scarier, especially mm-hmm. with I the never... scene. It's supposed to be more real. He's clever. Then, the thing about Freddy is he's clever. Yeah, yeah it's it's clever kills. It's clever like it's, uh, scenarios like because anything goes in dreams, you know. But here's the thing. Here's the thing though. Here's the thing. I want to fuck with Freddy. When it comes to when, <laughs> when it comes to Freddy and Jason, like uh, uh, to true horror fans, hearing Eric and hearing Yokomoto speak about horror, you guys love the aspect of. And I'm surprised I'm fighting for Jason because J- Freddy's a much juicier character, obviously, but. Um, when it comes to the horror Michael, aspect, true horror that. fans, true horror fans like the fact that a killer is just a killer for the fact of being a killer. Yeah. Freddy Krueger has a revenge aspect to him. Yeah, he has a the parents burned me alive. Now I'm gonna kill any fucking kid I can get, right? Also, Which Jason just kills as a force of nature. He just kills to kill whoever's in yeah, the way. Yeah, because you can almost say that he started off because See, of his what... mom's dead. But like yeah. after that, yeah, then he gives mom's a shit. He's just fucking killing because he's a yeah. He's just killing to kill. Where Freddy is still just trying to get the revenge of the kids that the parents of the kids that, that burned him alive. I like Heath Ledger's yeah. the Joker more for that, dude. That one was he just likes to watch the world burn. That's what that's what you can do. I don't like. See, this but one. Like, even like Joker, I think would be scared of Jason. Like Jason has yeah. no real motive. Like he's just no. Playing. But like what you were saying, is if that you're standing in his way, get that much. Yeah, get the fuck out of his way. He's gonna <laughs> hack you in half. Here's another thing. Final point for me, which I know this is this has to win. This is Freddy this is great. has the best He's the theme song in all horror history. Oh, best theme song? Yes, the Dream Doom. Warriors Ding. by Dawkins. Oh, the, the soundtracks. Uh, no, dude. Oh, no, like your typical oh, rock no. '80s glam that, rock. You're talking about soundtrack, not score. Score is superior well, no, in horror. I, I'm talking about theme song. Theme okay, song. theme song, and that is the theme song for Dream Warriors is one of the most iconic. The most memorable thing. It's so cheesy. It's so cheesy. Who gives a fuck? You know it. The thing is that that it's so memorable. It fits with the 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 whole theme of uh It reminds me of movie. It reminds me of nineteen eighties video games. Like that's just it does. And the music video for it was also like really damn good. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was I I think that's funny, but like it fits it fits uh Freddy. And with Jason, you have like the what the the theme like the that and the, Ooh, the crazy was the, the crazy violins like dun, 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 yeah. it's almost like Jaws, like, you know? That's come on, man. The minute you yeah. hear that, that's more, not, no, 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 wait, wait. To your point, Yokomoto, that's more. No, no, wait, wait. The it's more iconic than the screeching of the of the claws. Yeah, it's more iconic. Yeah. Yeah, it's this more like fire right part, part. Look, look part yeah. It's so disgustingly bloody. They didn't give. They they, they went all out here. Why? Did, why doesn't he just take off his mask right there? 
Because he can see, he can see perfectly. He doesn't need to. No, like <laughs> he can his eyes Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, you have to wonder: Is Jason blind? Because even when he's covered in blood and there's stuff coming out of his eyes, he's still getting That's his target. Like maybe. Well, no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear my theory. Hear my. Th- Okay, 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 you go first. What many people don't know is that he operates uh, much like the wild bat through echolocation, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what, no, 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 wait, hear me out. What if the whole, the whole, it's it's him using echolocation. That's so stupid, but hey. hey, hey, Jason is the one doing that? He's just trying to see what's in front of him, you know? He's the one going to He's a real Batman, not fucking Batman. Not Robert Patton. People do that, they want to see what's in front, you know? By the way, Monica Kina in this film is pretty hot. I, I'm just going to throw that out there. How you doing? Okay, uh, typical 2000s hot babe. Okay, so moderator. I'm going to do a final question because, you know, it's, it's rough and there's, there's one that's really standing out to me and I'm going to give the other guy a chance. Um, so, uh, um, okay, we'll start with um, Jason. If... We had both these films up front, and you know, a person who's never seen either of the franchises, and you know, this is going to be their in, like kind of gateway drug into just slasher horror. Like, are you talking about just the first film or the whole series? Like, if they would binge on it, the whole series. Yeah, the whole series, but just something that you know, it's going to be that gateway that gets them into the horror and gets them into these kind of like the series and all that. Do okay. you start him off with Jason or do you start him off with Ooh. Freddy, like, you know, Ooh. to go the whole way through, you know? So taking the good with the bad, but that's going to be their intro, you know? So. I, I'm going to say Jason because Jason, as a, as a, I will say this, uh, Friday the 13th Part 2, because <clears throat> if you start them out on that, if you start them out on that, it sets the tone. Whereas Freddy, it it kind of existentiates, like it's it's almost too much to, yeah. to start them with Nightmare on Elm Street. But where where night where Jason has this like the finesse to him, like it it builds the film builds to his killings. Where Freddy, it doesn't build. It kind of starts off right away uh, because he has a list of victims. Whereas Have Jason is just like strong part for Freddy too, because some people you know they don't want. Yeah, but Freddy Freddy has a list of victims basically. Whereas Jason, he's just going on a path and seeing seeing what happens almost. Yeah. After like the fifth film is like come on. So I think the fact of the journey, like the journey aspect of like the 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 building the crescendo into this and this the, world. And what I love is that. You see Jason kind of shape after all these movies, and he looks <laughs> fucked up by like by the seventh yeah. one. Yeah, like, he his does. bones are sticking out, says, and like <clears> his <throat> rib cage is shown, and he looks always wet. Like it's cool. Okay, now um, can I for as for my retort? Yeah, no, the fact that, that you said the fact that <laughs> the fact that you said that if you start off with the second movie. That alone says <laughs> that you oh, already about to say that the first one. Yeah, it's a hard argument there. Now you're saying saying like you, you can have to start ignore from. the first Friday yeah, like 13th. You can go from the, the first you movie from all the way to the end. Okay, uh, but but even if you start there, the essence of the POV killer, this that's Jason's trademark, right? Um, that's not what you said. You said you're going to okay, start okay, with okay. the second one. But okay, I, you're come on to I mean, if you want... It's a debate, man. If you want to see Jason... Moderator. We're starting off Moderator. just saying, like, you gotta you gotta go in there and we're gonna start you off with this series and this is gonna set the tone for like other films you're gonna watch, Freddy, but this man. is gonna be like the quintessential. So why is Freddy Cougar a good starting point to lead you into the other horrors? Because of the short attention span that we have nowadays, man. You want straight into the creativity <laughs> of the, the killing. TikTok. You don't want people, you know, <laughs> giving the guys, you know, 
By the way, by the way, to your question, Delau, you're not going to start anybody of this generation on 1980s. You're just not going to no. do it. I, 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 uh, the thing I think is, the thing is, you know, like, if, if you, like, you know, you kidnap somebody, uh, they're tied to a chair, they can't speak, and you're just going to start showing them films, <laughs> like we all pretty do. Good, pretty good uh, setup right there. You know? <laughs> That's a good, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Um, so, so, you know, so, yeah, I still, I still put in the, the, the first Nightmare on Elm Street. First of all, because there is a buildup to it. There is a, a mystery of who it the just killer is. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, what the hell is this? Uh, we Apparently, we all dream the same missing, thing. The missing children on the wall of the pharmacy. Uh, oh, beautiful, dude. So, and you have that buildup, and you have glimpses of Freddy, like, slowly revealing the power that he has. Yet, he doesn't go all out, like, all out, but he's, he still is there to terrify you. I have I have a rebuttal, but I'll wait I'll wait till you finish your. And point. then <laughs> the school bus, man. But then when once the bus you actually start getting to his kills, like actually like when he goes all out, uh, you have all these great set pieces. Uh, like, like first of all the the scene where like he kills a uh, the friend of uh, Nancy, uh, which is like she goes up to the roof and gets slashed there. And then all the way to the walls and that whole sequence, it's done practically. And you see everything and it's so good. And then you get the Johnny Depp scene, which uh, he just gets <laughs> the bathtub scene into the bed. Yeah, he gets sucked into the bed. And then I don't know where you just see this pile of Dude, this, uh, river of blood. And it's right also there. practical. Uh, you get the bathtub scene. It's also practical. The thing that you, that you see. You have all these sentences that are so great. How is Jason so cool. not practical effects? That's the uh, the quintessential definition of, of, of uh, Jason, uh, look, yeah, my my, too, yeah. my my re my rebuttal. No wait, my my rebuttal is, uh, to your point about the first movie, Yokomoto, is Jason is so powerful that he doesn't he has the killing done for him in the first film. <laughs> yeah <laughs> lazy now too he, he has a good mom well, i mean come on <laughs> he has belly, to, now he's lazy he has to resource to his mother come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> to be fair he was dead exactly, <laughs> he was a dead boy he's just a baby he, mom. no no because he didn't he didn't ask his mom to do it he didn't send his mom to do it he just does sat anybody, back does anybody <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Freddy, well, you know, Freddy's alone in the world, man. I mean, Freddy's like, you you rape children, that's what you're going to nah, get. You got accused, <laughs> and that's why he's out for allegedly, revenge. Accused, allegedly. which is now in the You know what? The low, that, those are all the points. He was a pedophile. Jason was not a pedophile. He didn't rape kids. Oh, man. He is a kid himself. And that's why it's this, it's this whole thing of revenge. In fact, Yokomoto, yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised that in Freddy vs. Jason, we Jason, Freddy didn't take advantage of of, <laughs> of <baby>. Jason. <laughs> okay. And then he's not a Freddy. pedophile. That's the whole theme of the first he's one, especially. Maybe he wasn't, and the parents did something wrong. Yeah. And, then and that's what he's in his revenge. Jason and all the Jason in Friday Thirteen movies, that none of them has Jason's revenge. <laughs> He's not taking revenge for anything. <laughs> he didn't care. He just wants to kill. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's and why I gotta, look, I the the, the, the whole theory of like Jason becoming a hermit. Like I I do believe a little bit in that because he just becomes a an, a killer from the woods. Like he's more realistic. Yeah. He's not educated. But he, that's why he doesn't talk. You know, he might mentally he's not all there, but he's still a very 
clever like strategic killer like he knows what he's doing and also he fights like us Michael Myers, tele- telekinesis telekinesis girl in part six i think or seven i think it's seven. Uh, yeah it was it was he six if i'm correct up yeah in that one he gets like by the way through the buildings um, and shit just by by definition of the characters alone let uh, somebody who's gonna answer this who's gonna answer this who wins in freddy versus jason well did he though Yes, Jason won. Know, but Jason won. I mean, I'm just it's, saying. A, it's, a, it's supposed to be a type of hey. Who's holding okay, the head? Who's holding my, the head? I got my winner. Uh, I gotta get my. Nah. Uh, what is it? All right, uh, like, drum roll, please. To string. I gotta send this to Yokomoto. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah oh, he's gonna to change. Is he he's putting gonna... on a mask? <laughs> who's putting on a mask? <laughs> I'm just. I thought he was putting on a mask. Like, what is he doing? What man? Cheers. Jackie Moon's See. vote changes. <laughs> so yeah, right now we're just waiting on on the actual results. Uh, on the actual results. Guinevere wins. Hopefully this this time I actually win because it's been a while. <laughs> bo, 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 bo. Okay, and uh, so the the winner was sent in. All right, Mr. Yokomoto drummer, right. please. So ready, ready, guys. The winner is. Yes! Jason! No, 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 no. Michael, please elaborate. Okay. Yes, elaborate on your... Gastro, you, you, you killed your team. I'll tell, I'll tell you that. Like, <laughs> you, you, um, you threw in one word at the very end that got me, and I thought, no, I, I have to give it there. You said, it's more realistic. The, uh, the idea of there being a killer in the woods and all that kind of stuff. I'll give you that. No, that's true. Yeah, because... Then somebody killing you through your dreams. You know, like, I, at first I was like, well, which one's more iconic? And yeah, no, they both have their things. You know, it's Jason with the mask. It's Freddy with the claws. It's, you know, Sweat like, that kind of back and back. Yeah, one's, like, more brutal with the kills, but the other one's more creative. Yeah. Um, I mean, they both have an incredible, like, legacy as far as, like, films that built up to the point that they had a versus film because it's just... Yeah, they're, they're two, it's the perfect versus film. They're, like, they're it's, two Nick and yeah. Those yeah. two together, it's... Yeah. Then this is why this conversation was a good conversation. If Michael Myers would have yeah. won, Michael Myers would have lost, Eric. Like, oh, yeah. Lost. Yeah. You can, because as far as we're concerned, Michael Myers is just a person. It's a human. Yeah. Unless you go into the whole aspect, but that's a whole other thing. Right. Yeah, but I mean... This With a one, kitchen knife, you know, that's it? Come on. It, it's just, they, Jason they has a machete. <laughs> exactly. A smaller and machete. I also think that Jason is known for using other things other than his main. Oh, life. yeah. So it's not the machete only. He uses everything like, yeah. around yeah. him. He uses, I mean, in the, he uses a shovel. He uses a pickaxe. I mean, he, like, yeah. he killed as a bug. But look, Yokomoto, I will say, man, I will say in terms of character development, I think the concept of Freddy is better than Jason. Yeah. The concept of... Uh, somebody who he was a teacher, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah. But the he kid? was a teacher or a uh, school counselor or something like that. Uh, I guess either that or custodian or something. A oh, custodian. Yeah, that's right. He worked at a school, is what I'm saying. He worked at a school, yeah. and he because was burned by parents that accused him of of taking advantage of the kids. So because that story, whole aspect. Like, yeah. It was he met that, these gods or like they're not gods but like demons that mm-hmm. gave him the powers and shit. Like, and it's in, it's in, Street had yeah. that edge. Like then that's I was thinking like there's no way that jason can kind of recover from it because it just felt like it had too much of an edge as far as it being creative yeah. uh it having those iconic factors it having you know um 
just a really unique story, really unique character. I think yeah, if, that, that if, if people who have never seen this before, if you show like a guy in a hockey mask, like the original, and then a guy who looks like Freddy, you're going to be more scared of Freddy, you know, off the yeah. bat, just because yeah. of the design and everything like that. Um, yeah, but I think what gives this, like Jason, just that extra edge is the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, if you watch like Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, you, you'll be scared and you'll you'll feel that kind of fear of it. But you don't feel like he's out there after a while. And I feel like with Jason... I did when I was a kid, man. I couldn't well, sleep for like two weeks. I'm, I'm sorry about that, you know. I drank you coffee know, and Weak in the constitutions. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jason feels like that killer that can just kind of come out at any time. There's no yeah. rhyme or reason. And that's what makes him scary. That's what makes in fact, he's right scary. behind you right now. Look, <laughs> he's, behind, he's right behind me. <laughs> oh, and also, he's a very quick person. Like, for... Someone who, like hey that. man, you you don't want to encounter Freddy. You, you don't want to encounter Freddy. Drink caffeine all day, but you can't drink ca- enough caffeine to get away from Jason. That's what we're saying. Oh, oh, you could run, you know, but you You're run, crashed. but he gets up in the lake, in front man. Of you anyways, like, how's that possible? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it to Jason. So yeah. 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 Yokomoto, what do you think, man? Yeah. I'm out. I thought <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's because look, this was. I, I'm sorry, but it, I know we're not comparing films for the Tower Crown right now. But for these two characters, these were the two to compare. Like these yeah. two yeah. have equally iconic success yeah. in in both in mainstream media and with horror fans, like with genuine part? horror. Uh, fans. It was Michael Myers That's, and uh, what was Leatherface. Yeah, there's no Michael Myers versus Leatherface. Like, it's just that that's not a thing. It, it, it doesn't sound right because one is in I, Texas, I get it, guys. And the other one's in like in a suburban like. Although, although it actually makes more sense for those because those, both of them are like real in the real world. That's true. Yeah, man. And then, but Michael Myers has the has the advantage that he's evil, and Leatherface is just was raised by a maniac. Yeah. I mean, we, we talked yeah. about baby. Halloween being just fundamental. It, it have you guys seen off. Have you guys seen uh, To Kill a Mockingbird? Yes. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, so the the to kill oh, mockingbird what does that has to do with that. <laughs> no, no. Wait. It has a character. It has a character. It has a character who's like oh, yeah. who, who was arrested and like for murder and shit. And he lives in the basement of a fucked up family. And that just reminds yeah. me of Leatherface. I think it might have been the like you the inspiration know? for Leatherface. But I mean, from a film back then, it just reminded me of Leatherface. Leatherface was was a, a victim almost of his own family. Yeah, like, that's where it came out. Yeah, he's a good boy, life. man. Like they they even pray before they eat. So, so yeah, talk about like Leatherface and. But anyways, they, To Kill a Mockingbird has a very very similar character to Leatherface. Also, Leatherface had like a little. I mean, it's not. I don't think it was intended, but it was a message like for vegetarian vegetarian well, no, no. or like the way they treat story, no. people like, like cattle Ed it's not a true story it's based on a real based person on, a real, on a real person it's, a, it's inspired by abe guy yeah. and toby yeah. hooper well, a texas a texas oh, yeah, a texas legend man like it's the indie indie texas legend toby hooper like so Dude, he makes fucked up movies <laughs> yeah fucked up characters that's your language all right cool well, for midsommar no guys but that that really does wrap up our halloween series i think drag me to hell sam raimi's drag me to hell and and um john carpenter's halloween were two films to really tackle in this series really quick really quick uh carlos were you able to see drag me to hell yeah yeah uh what you think about it just something real quick just um, mom, dude. We gotta cut it out. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually a big like. I, I know, Jer- you know, Eric just brought him up, but I like Justin Long a lot. I really do. Like, I think he's. Underrated. 
underrated and you see him not just in the comedy circuit but you also saw him in like jeepers creepers too and Ooh. and the horror film Ooh, so like he's in the horror yeah he's the main he's the lead in jeepers Wait, creepers the, first, the second one or the first one oh, the, no, the first, first one. one the original he takes the lead you're right. the at the end. <laughs> he's a guy who's missing his eyes right the brother the he's the brother he wanted his eyes Oh, yeah, oh, damn. Yeah. I haven't that's seen so, Creepers in a while, but that's I crazy. Mean, Sam Raimi's obviously a horror legend, and, and not just horror, but he's he's a t- terrific filmmaker. And Drag Me to Hell was one of the... I, I will say this. It was a good film, but it fell by the wayside for me because it fell in that era of horror that I didn't pay attention to and that I didn't really care for. That's true. It was around it like just, the... It just kind of fell into that, you know, that, that section of films for me. But upon revisiting it, I thought, oh... Okay, kind of a hidden gem. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't... I, I will say this, though. In terms of horror films, it's kind of forgettable for me. It's kind of forgetful. Yeah, it's... Like, in the in the big scope of horror films, like, it's kind of like, well, I... Yeah. I don't mind if it's, it's not, on TV. I mean, it's no Evil Dead. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's no, it's, it's no... It's an introduction to Evil Dead. Yeah. It is a good introduction for Evil Dead. Like, watch it. conversation. Because I don't think you've, you've seen Evil Dead, right? For next time. I haven't seen Evil Dead, no. It was just a quick recap since... Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, I appreciate it. But Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Raimi, whether that film was uh, memorable or not, Raimi's a memorable director and, and, and all his work shows some type of merit. It has a lot of uh, trademarks from Raimi in yeah. that movie. Uh, let's not talk about Spider-Man 3, but we'll get it to... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Not Raimi's fault, all right? Mm-hmm, right. That was the studio. They fucked Bullshit. them over. <laughs> it's true they rushed him to make the film like that walk that walk he directed the walk eric he directed the the walk and the hair and he approved it and that was his fault i'm sorry hey, that's like, what the studio wanted right? because we could go through this a lot <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah no we want to thank everybody for tuning into the watchtower we thank you guys for listening to our halloween series and we hope you enjoyed it if you have any recommendations we're going to be circling around we're not just going to tackle horror films on halloween but next halloween we'll, we'd like to make this series even a lot better so let us know what you think and how we can make it better and if you have any horror films to submit we have two experts here who know the genre much better than i do uh, and and could talk about that so so uh we thank you eric for being on the show man and we'd love to have you on for other episodes i know we talked about doing alien at some point i've never seen it so i want i want to see it and yeah i've never seen it um, Are you having a I I'm not a horror. It's a horror it, film. It doesn't watch the good films. It's defined as a horror film. Literally, it's the definition. It's a horror. It's horror. considered horror. to be one of the best films I've ever made. I consider I know, it an alien film. Like, I, I know, know Ridley Scott is Ridley Scott, and I know Cameron is Cameron, and I know. <laughs> Show respect uh, now. I have a good story about Cameron if we do Alien, by the way. But anyways, um, I'll talk about that later. But yeah, uh, I, I know we wanted to have Alien at some point, Eric. So we'll bring you back for that episode for sure. It'd be cool to you talk gotta about. got to come back, yeah. man. Cool. Cool deal. Um, any uh, final... Well, I was just yeah. going to say, tune in next month for our Thanksgiving series where we curate every Thanksgiving film to think of. I know. That's interesting. Including Eli Roth is Thanksgiving. <laughs> the fake trader Thanksgiving. <laughs> Stabs the turkey and it bleeds. Uh... Oh uh, yeah, but, but let no let us know what you think about these series, guys. Like, if we do a, a, a we'll, we might very well do a Christmas series, which I think would could be really cool. Die Hard, uh, have to die hard. die hard, Die Hard, <laughs> the ultimate Christmas <laughs> picture. No, but yeah. Um, any final words on Halloween or the Halloween series that we did, guys? Anything you guys want to add? Michael Myers rocks. Jason and Freddy. So 
Happy Halloween and uh, no trick or treating this year. Yeah, sadly. man, don't be that guy that wants candy. Just go buy candy. Yeah, just go watch yeah. Halloween on Halloween. That's I the way to do, do it. Put on a Halloween mask. Please, okay. please, please, please. Watch Halloween on Halloween while wearing Michael Myers' mask. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on that note, guys, uh, please, please be safe. Wear a mask. Don't trifle with this stuff, man. This hey, stuff is serious. Uh, these killers, they wear masks all the time. Yeah. No problem killing people. <laughs> exactly this halloween dude for sure you can yeah, shop sure. your groceries wearing a mask it's not hard there you go for, for the kids cool. out there be hashtag spooky and yeah all right <laughs> love it all right guys thank you guys for tuning in to the watchtower podcast we will see you next time keep watching films we love you love all. you guys Bye-bye.